for Steve's birthday. Hey! That was a twist. That was a twist. <laughs> I bet everybody was working. It's Monday. Yeah, it's true, yeah. 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 Well, my wife wasn't, though. Yeah? She Shit. wasn't working? Yeah. Well, you know. You know, ruin the song. Some people gotta work. Somebody, some people gotta be off. Some people wanna bang on their drum all day. <laughs> but everybody wants to rule the world. Everybody. It's true. Welcome to your life. Oh, man. Still a great song. Still just a fucking great yeah. song. Great band. It's, it's a great. birthday for you, Steve. It is. A, it's a my birthday. Old I turned Dollywood 23 Steve. today. Oh, dude. Just like that Blink-182 song. Barely, barely legal. I'm barely, barely legal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Congratulations yeah, to you, yeah. sir. You've made another trip around the sun celebrating your escape from the womb. Mm-hmm. Good on you. I have no intentions of going back. <laughs> How's your birthday been here, Steve? Um, I never really do anything on my birthday. Sick. Uh, you know, my wife and I will maybe go get something to eat okay. or, mm-hmm. um, you know. Sometimes I eat on my birthday. Sometimes I eat on my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or we'll or we'll we'll sample some finer alcoholic liquids than normal. Did you get anything fine? Um, I, I got a, a bottle of Buffalo Trace, which isn't. I, uh, I, I Trace. didn't want to go too expensive, and I, I, I like Buffalo Trace. It's Is just that your go-to like above average? Or yeah, that's above average yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like I would say, if if I were to have a bar at home, yeah. that would be my well bourbon. There you go. That's yeah. the well bourbon over at a Stock and Barrel. Yeah, in Knoxville. Good call. I just ate there tonight. Was it awesome? Fuck yeah, it was awesome. Great. I had me that that farmhouse burger. What's got a fried egg on? Oh no! Jeez, jeezy, crazy. <laughs> it's the fucking greatest. Um, they don't put it on a donut though. No, they do not. It's not a Luther. Yeah. They don't do any donut type burgers there. Now that I think about you know, it. Yeah. Eh, I'm not interested. Not really. It's just too much. Yeah. It's yeah. a whole lot of everything. But you know, you could, if if you if you got a good donut place near you, yeah, and you want to try a. A donut cheeseburger? Hell yeah. Maybe Go you for do. It. Yeah. Hey, you do you. You do you. <laughs> so you've had a good birthday overall? Yeah, man. I uh, <laughs> This will sound ridiculous, but I, I spent a lot of time researching this film we're talking about today, Ooh, which for sick. me is like awesome. I, I love doing that. I know what you mean. That. Dude, it's like... I work on my bur- on my birthdays most of the time. Yeah. Like if if my birthday falls like during the week, mm-hmm. I'm still teaching or I'm still making yeah. videos or, or whatever. It's like that's kind of the great thing about liking what you do. Yeah, it is know? awesome. Where you're just like, I still want to do this. Yeah, I don't exactly. Care what day it is? Yeah, exactly. It's like it's my it's my birthday and I can do something I like and make money. Okay, yeah. sweet. That's fine by me. Good deal. Yeah. Um, what else did I do? Oh man, we watched uh, my wife and I. When she got home from work, she mm-hmm. she gets off at seven in the morning. Oh Lord of mercy! Uh, when she got off from work, we watched uh, Channel Zero. What is Chanel Zero? It is a horror anthology show. Okay. Uh, like much like American Horror Story, where they do a full season uh, of one story and then moved it to something else. Okay, cool. I like that format. Yeah, me too. Uh, and it's only six episodes too, so you're, you're doing six episodes of about forty-five minutes. It's I mean it moves fast. What it on? Um, it's streaming on Shutter. The first season. It's normally on Sci-Fi. Okay. Um, but I, I've obviously don't watch cable, so uh, I'd never seen it. And then it's not streaming anywhere else. And they only have the first season on Shutter. That's disappointing. But it's good. Who in it? Uh, Mark Ban- Brandanowitz. I don't know that guy. Uh, you remember the first season of Parks and Rec? Have you seen Parks and Rec? Yes. Okay, first season of Parks and Rec. Mark. 
Okay, there. Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know what the actor's name is. I think it's Paul something. Yeah. And then uh, Petunia Dursley's in it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Being all horse facey. Yeah. I don't know if there's anybody else you might recognize except the... Uh, remember in XX, the segment with the the family and the kids and the husband stopped eating? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, uh-huh. the wife. She's in. Okay, yeah. She's she's great. And for you listeners, go ahead and go listen yeah. to our back episode. Check out our XX, XX episode. And then rate and review on iTunes. That was probably the best segment of that, of XX, right? The, I don't the know. I like, the, I like the party one, the birthday oh, party right, of St. Right, Vincent. Right. Yeah, that yeah, one was awesome. That one was yeah. dope. I think a really great birthday gift that all of our Dead and Lovely listeners could give you would be uh-huh. to rate and review on iTunes. That's true. If you yeah. want to give me something, yeah. don't go donating to some charity or whatever. No, huh? What are they going to do with it? Give to the people that care about you. Uh-huh. That's us. That's us. Uncle Ben we like you. Steve. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, I did totally do a, a guilt post on Facebook no, you didn't. for my birthday. And I was like, <laughs> if you guys want to do oh, me a favor that. for my birthday. Yeah, and like yeah. a ton of people did. And I thank you guys so much for that. That was awful good of you to do that. So do that for old Hollywood Steve as yeah. well. Just take a second. It means real? a lot to us. Steve, what did you just crack a lack open Man. over there? Uh, you well, thirsting or something? I am a little bit. It's it, it looks like it says it's a DDH India Pale Ale called Parallelograms. Well, you and know who made that? I would like to know. Tell me all about it. That's a dead and lovely listener by the name of Nick Shoddy. Say what? I met up with my man Nick. Actually, I'll tell you the quick story uh-huh. of me and Nick. Yeah. Nick and I worked together in a guitar lesson environment some uh-huh. some many years ago. Wait, now who was giving who hell? Yes. Oh. Exactly. All right. Exactly. So we worked together and learned some mighty good things on the guitar. Okay. And then he's gone off and become a family man and just a grown-ass, just handsome young individual and How a fan of the dead and lovely. Well, that's awesome. And also a, a, a top brass over here at the Newgrass Brewing Company in Shelby, North Kakalaki. Cal- yeah. So he's, he's given us uh, a few brews to try. We're going to try them over the next few weeks. Uh-huh. We're starting with this parallelogram. I'm looking forward to this. This is a double dry hopped India pale ale, uh, like New England Ooh. style. Uh, and it is cloudy. It looks like straight Ooh, up boy. orange juice. It really does. I can smell it already, too, and mm-hmm. it smells fucking great. And of course, because we are hillbilly pieces of shit, we're pouring these into mason, mason jars. jars. Yeah. I found that my preferred beer drinking vessel, mason jar. Mason jar. Yeah, it's the best way to do it. I don't know why, but I just enjoy it so much. It looks so satisfying. Oh, man. It smells fucking great. It does. I'm waiting for my foam to go down a little bit here. I love myself a good old cloudy, juicy New Englandy IPA Me too. scenario. So I have a feeling this is gonna be good. Mm. Cheers on that, motherfucker! Cheers. I'll let you get that birthday sip. See what this thing's about. See how happy it makes him. He's a happy boy. I can He's tell. Grapefruity. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like it's, that. I'm gonna find but out. But it's still sweet. Like there's a sweetness, but like. God damn, that mm-hmm. is good. It's real good. Oh, Nick, look what you did. Nick was in town seeing his wife's family. He's like, hey, I brewed old uh, Ben and Steve some beers here. So we met up, and I had just been jogging, so I smelled like a bum's nutsack. (laughs) He didn't mind, and he gave us the beers anyway. Uh, We got a couple from the Newgrass Brewing Company that we're going to be drinking over the next couple of episodes. So thank you so much, Yeah, thanks a lot, Nick. Thank you so much. And um, I am... Really I am really that. fucking enjoying that. Yeah. It tastes great. It doesn't have like a lot of the, um, mm. like especially some of the more mm. kind of grapefruity yeah. New England IPAs. They get this like dirty, funky thing on right. the aftertaste that's mm. like 
only kind of okay. Like you're actually eating grapefruit where yeah. you get that like bit of pith or something uh-huh. and it's like not good. Exactly. Yeah. And this doesn't really have that. No. It's just so good and light and juicy. Mm-hmm. Woo! Steve, you watch anything good lately? Uh, Well, yeah, other than Channel Zero, uh, on the recommendation of uh, Roger Miller, uh, oh, yeah. another fan, mm-hmm. uh, I checked out Todd and the Book of Pure Evil I on heard Shutter. this is awesome. It's really fun. Yeah? If you like uh, Buffy or you like okay, yeah. uh, Charmed or maybe even iZombie, okay. I would, I would yeah. say. But it, it doesn't have the drama to the degree than any of those do. It's it's almost all comedy. Cool. Uh, it, ba- the basic premise is uh, a high school in a, a community that was formed by Satanists. And <laughs> it's metal as hell. And it has Jason Mewes in it. No shit. Yeah. I'm way on board then. Yeah. That it's, sounds awesome. It's a fun show. And what's it on you said? Shudder? Shudder. Yeah, there's uh, two seasons of it. And I think I read that there's an animated movie that came out recently oh. to sort of finish up the story because they didn't get picked up for a third season. I definitely got to check that out, man. Yeah. Give her, give her a shot. Yeah. Um, what have you been watching? I've been watching the beautiful waves of the hot Atlantic Ocean yeah. crashing right near the beach. <laughs> I went uh, on our annual family beach vacation with my yeah. wife's bunch um, last week to the Garden City, mm. which is that's pretty much Myrtle Beach. It's okay. All, it's is that north or Myrtle. south? Uh, yes. It's I both. Know. It's I, all over. Dude, I, I don't even pay attention. I don't research. I don't mm. do anything. I just go on vacation. That's a good way to go on vacation. It's near the Merle's Inlet area. Okay. You know, what has all the good restaurants yeah. and so on. Yeah. We had ourselves a great time, and I did absolutely fuck all, which is That's exactly awesome. what I set out to do. Perfect. It was just a week of sitting on the beach, and it was it was kind of interesting because we did technically have rain every day while we were there. I don't mind that at the beach. Well, here's the, yeah, here's the thing is like, even just a rainy day at the beach, it doesn't fucking matter. You're on no. vacation, and you're at the beach. Yeah. And the way that the rain was is it was like it would be raining really early in the morning. Okay. So it was just like, cool, take your time with breakfast. Have a second cup of coffee. Uh Uh-huh. No rush to get out to the beach. It's raining. And then like maybe later on in the day, it rained again, but it was always like when we were inside having lunch. Yeah. So it was like, okay, go in and have lunch. And then by the time you're done, it's over. Yeah. Then you just go out and chill the rest of the day. I think we only had like one day where we did have to wrap up early but it's totally no big deal wow i did myself some quality book reading while i was out there what'd you read so and it's such a luxury because i never have time to sit and read i cannot sit we've talked about this on other episodes it's like there's too much stuff to do like audiobooks podcasts Uh that's the bomb for me so i can still do other things so i read um kate got me for my birthday she got me Rhett and link's book oh right the book of mythicality Uh uh-huh the Good Mythical Morning Crew. How'd that go? It was awesome. Real it was fun. a blast. It mm. was pretty much exactly what you'd expect from a book from them, where it was like, it's kind of loosely a guide to unleashing your own uh, creativity and sense of fun and oh, childlike cool. wonderment. Yeah. But it's also just a bunch of like great bullshitting and backstories and that's stuff fun. like that. Yeah. So, Anything about Stevie? She's yeah, my favorite. There was stuff about Stevie in there. Stevie yeah. rules, man. Yeah, she's great. She is so adorable. Too. She is super cute. Um, there's a really cool segment in there. Like they involve the crew and stuff in a lot of the book as well. Mm-hmm. There's a section in the book about like their weirdest summer jobs and stuff like that, or their worst summer jobs. And they had a whole page where all the like good mythical crew was talking about their worst summer jobs they had. Mm. And one of them, one of the chicks, I can't remember who it was, was talking about how she used to work for a company that like reclaimed silver and gold and stuff like this, mainly from like teeth. 
Okay. Okay. So from like dentists and funeral homes and stuff like oh, this. Oh no. And she said like there was one day on the job where she found herself like sifting through a bucket of teeth <laughs> that was in the back of somebody's car in like a mall parking lot. Oh no. Sifting through a bucket of teeth. Not not something you ever see yourself doing in life. That was basically what she said about that. And she was mm-hmm. like, and then I quit. Oh, yeah. I thought that was an awesome story. A bucket of teeth. Bucket of teeth. <laughs> so I read that book, which was a lot of fun, very enjoyable. And also read uh, Invisible Monsters by Chuck Palahniuk. Okay. And I hadn't read that since like high school. All right. And that was his... I think I mentioned it before. I think it's yeah. the first book that he wrote, but not his first published book. Right, yeah. You, we talked about yeah. this maybe on the Tremors episode. Definitely reads like a first book. Okay. There's some really good stuff, and there's mm-hmm. definitely all of the Chuck Palahniuk-isms in mm-hmm. it, just somewhat underdeveloped. Um, it was okay. Okay. It was all right. Uh, but overall, we had ourselves a great time at the beach. Every day, we were waking up, and this is this is fun, having a different coffee pretty much every oh, day. Oh, yeah? Because before we left for the beach... Uh, I was like, I'm going to get us some good coffees and stuff. So I had myself a not fun experience doing that Hmm. because in order to get some good coffees and stuff, I went to Whole Foods. Oh, no. It ruined my fucking day. Yeah, Whole Foods sucks. And it sucks even more now. I don't don't know if they've instituted the Amazon type of uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At at this end, they had just cashiers. Okay. But I think you can do that. I think that was the thing there. But, like, dude, I had never been at a Whole Foods before. Mm. So, it's like, I walk in, everything immediately just smells like some white hippie's house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's just, like, everything just smells like fucking sandalwood mm-hmm. and, and strange grains and stuff like this. <laughs> and, like, everybody there is some, like, fucking middle-aged, yuppie white person with, like, Patagonia backpack Right. And like a child in a, uh, what's those like slings you wear? Yeah. And like, uh, you know, fucking $300 sandals <laughs> looking real pretentious and stuff. Awesome. There's all these like unlabeled barrels of ancient grains that aren't, they're not labeled or anything. You're just, you're, it's like, you know what to do with this. Yeah. Don't you? Asshole. <laughs> it really just, the, the mega pretentiousness I don't of like to put really labels on day. things. Yeah, exactly. It was like that. <laughs> God, it pissed me off. And I always honestly, prefer Trader Joe's. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, Trader Joe's, like, the coffee you, wasn't that good. Yeah. Trader Joe's, you get the high quality, but none of the pretension. Keep the smug out. Yeah. Keep that smug out. So yeah, we had ourselves a good time though, man. I enjoyed it. And then a lot of times during the evenings at the beach, after everybody had like gone to bed and stuff, Kate and I would stay up and watch a, watch a movie or something. Mm-hmm. What'd you watch? So the most memorable thing that we revisited for the first time in years... Tiny Tunes, How I Spent My Summer Vacation. Yeah, we talked about this Still on one episode. Up. Yeah, Still, Still great. fucking holds up. Great. It is great. It Super is. Super funny. Yeah. Great animation. I saw it a million times as a kid. Hell so. yeah. Dude, that's when we watched so many times as kids. We watched that. Watched fucking Tombstone. Tombstone. Yeah. That is a good one. I saw Tombstone maybe a couple years ago. Sat down and watched it, and God, like, I liked it as a kid, but as an adult, it's so much better. It's fucking amazing. You get it so much better. It is, like, infinitely quotable. Yeah. So many good quotes. About Kilmer's best performance, probably. Oh, yeah, without a doubt, man. And uh, and Kurt Russell. and So many people are in there, dude. Sam Elliott. Uh Uh, Yeah. Uh, Fucking Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton. God damn, it's like playing cards with my my brother's kids. My brother's kids. Which I love so much. That is one of the best lines, seriously, because it's like, what is it? 
who knows your brother's kids? Yeah. What, like, you're the only one yeah. who would know what that means. And then Kurt Russell just treats him like a bitch. Yeah, just slaps him in the... Oh, yeah. man. Skin that smoke wagon. Yeah. I said throw down, boy. Throw down, boy. So uh, good. Oh, man. That is a great movie. Mm-hmm. It really is. We should do that as like a wild card sometime. Oh, for sure. Well, you know, if we're going to do a Western, we should do Bone Tomahawk. I haven't seen it. We need really to do Bone yeah, I know. Bone Tomahawk. We should do that soon. So it's part of the one. reason we watch Tombstone, because we've all seen it a million times, but my sister-in-law's German boyfriend, Jan, had Jan. never seen it. I got to meet Jan yes. a couple days ago. Uh-huh. Celebrating Kate's birthday. Yeah. Which was yesterday. Oh, yeah. Everybody be having birthdays. <laughs> Listen, August is the time to get born. I guess so, man. Because, you know, starts getting cold, start fucking. What's the best month to get born again? Who, buddy. Uh, I'm gonna go with probably July, October, October, October. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we had Jan with us, who is from Germany. Yeah, and he is very German. I know. I he noticed. He is <laughs> maximum German. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh huh. And it was it was a blast hanging out with him. German people, I I really do adore. German yeah. people are awesome. Yeah. And they are. I such like how a, literal things are. Yeah, yeah, I mean everything. It's like hanging out with Microsoft Sam with like <laughs> a German accent, and that's how all of them are. Like they are such a unified people. Like yeah. in the states, it's like meeting somebody from Maine versus somebody from Texas. It's like they're from a different oh, country, yeah. completely different world. Yeah. yeah, I mean we've even said East Tennessee versus West Tennessee. Oh, yeah. Completely way different. different types of people. But German people only come in just a few varying shades of German, and I, and I love it. They're great. And uh, one of the most fun things that we've done while he's been in town is after we got back from the beach the next day, we went to Dollywood. Yeah. Because if you're if you're learning about America, this is the first time Dollywood's America. Dollywood's the first time you need, or the first thing you need to see. You're damn right. Mm-hmm. So, of course, what do you think is the first ride we motherfucking took him on? Uh, what? The Blazing Fury? You're goddamn right, the <laughs> Blazing Fury. <Yes. laughs> I would be so confused if, if English was oh, my second man, language dude, yeah. and the way they talk on that. Well, and how bust all the speakers yeah. are and stuff. You've been kissing that steam trip. For those of you guys who don't know, the Blazing Fury is like an ancient ride at Dollywood. Yeah, it's like from the Silver Dollar City era. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Which is to say eternity ago. Yeah. And it's kind of one of those old school like animatronic. You're just sort of on a cart going through t- uh, scenes. Mm-hmm. And there's only one real... There's just right at the end, you, you yeah. got that dip. Yeah, where there's the, quote, train. Oh, no. Which is to say a round halogen light representing a train <laughs> coming at you. It's so shot, and yeah. it's the best. Though. It's so fun. It's yeah, the I best. Love it. And I think it's like they've not renovated it. They've not changed it. <laughs> Why would anything. they? Yeah, because they know. It's like people come because it's shot. So after we rode the ride, I was like, all right, Jan, on a scale of one to ten, what are you ranking this ride? Mm-hmm. And he said, it was an 11. <laughs> I am not sleeping tonight. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Like you can't that's make perfect that delivery. Yeah. Perfect delivery. Yeah, it was everything that I hoped for. Yeah, that's great. So it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun, man. It's been really busy. I mean, I know it sounds yeah. stupid saying a vacation and stuff was busy, but yeah. it's like, yeah, Jesse's only in town. My sister-in-law is only in town for like, I guess, till Sunday. And then off to China? Off to China for mm. God knows how long. Mm. Uh, so we're all just trying to hang out and spend as much time yeah. as we can. That's why we went to Stock and Barrel and stuff earlier, too. So Jan could experience the great American Berber. 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 Delicious Berbers. <laughs> he had the Big Nasty. Oh, yeah? What's and on he, the Big Nasty? It's like two hamburgers. 
oh. from Stock and Barrel. So it's it's Big. like you like want a pound to die. of meat. Yeah, yeah. Put it away too. Awesome. You wow. said this is very good. This is very good. That's how you know. Um, I I forgot that on what what times I've because I I've been working straight through these past couple weeks while you're beaching it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and w- when I did decide finally to just blow off some steam i decided to play legend of zelda the original no shit yeah for Uh, nes yeah i i really didn't find a lot of time to do it but just the other night i played for maybe three hours i got to level seven or anything yeah it's a it's an emulator nice um i got to level seven i got to i got the master sword kicking ass yeah that is still just a magical awesome game it's fun it's really fun it's like I, I played it as a kid. I never beat it as a kid. I don't think I ever did either. I We didn't own it. My cousins had it. I'm not uh, sure I ever owned it either. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I remember playing it as a kid and enjoying it. And then starting to play it as an adult who hadn't played it in so long. Yeah. I was like, man, am I even going to remember how to do this? Immediately, I'm like, oh, yeah, you got to do this, this, and uh-huh. this, this, and this. Like, I had the master sword or the, the magic sword, I think it's called. In that. Yeah. I had the magic sword. Uh, by level five, because I like I remembered where all the hearts were and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like it's just ingrained in your memory. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. Like that. Like I know that I will never forget. It, I mean, literally every fighter's special moves in Street Fighter right. Two Turbo. Yeah. I can I, do every single to one this of them day. Too, yeah. yeah, it's like I know all of them. Yeah. You know, it's like gun to my head. I will do them all perfectly mm-hmm. the first time. There's something about the yoga. stuff that you learn. <laughs> yeah, yoga, abortion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's something about the stuff you learn when you're that age that it just never fades. Yeah. Or at least when it comes to video games, I'm sure there's school stuff yeah. I learned that's that all I've mu- forgotten. That's all muscle memory too, though. I bet, like, yeah. you know, like guitar's probably the same way. If somebody knows how to play a certain song, you give probably. them a couple minutes, they'll get get back to it. Yeah, after I years, know there's yeah. certain. Th- it's odd, you know. There's certain things that are like that with me, mm-hmm. where it's like anything that I've studied that's classical guitar based. Mm-hmm. For some reason, it never fades ever. Yeah. Like I can have not played classical guitar for years. Yeah. And pick it up and still play the same tunes I was playing before. There's other things that are not that way, but some things are. It's really odd. Zelda, man, that's such a dope jam. Yeah. And After you know, Zelda, I'm uh, I'm thinking I'm gonna do Final Fantasy. The OG. Yeah, the original, man. Ooh. I remember loving that game. What about you? Best out maybe a Metroid or something. Metroid's great. I my. <laughs> My present my wife is getting me for my birthday is is a controller to actually like because I'm playing yeah. on the keyboard right now. Oh, which it is, sucks. Yeah, you lose a lot. Like because Metroid or Mario or stuff, I thought like there's no way I'll be able to keep up with the speed of it without oh, no. having uh-huh. a controller in my hand. Killer, dude. Yeah. You know the fun thing is too is I feel like we're getting to the point where we can go back and play these like old school ancient eight bit games and stuff. And even though I mean obviously the the graphics are just not even remotely good yeah it doesn't even fucking matter no yeah it yeah i mean i i love minecraft it's one of my favorite more recent games yeah um and very it, primitive it's graphics. what reminded yeah. me that like you don't need graphics no you need good gameplay well see that's the thing is like i remember as a kid it's like especially when the the every system back then going from 8 to 16 to 32 to 64 yeah was just like a you know 8 million percent upgrade in terms yeah, of the graphics like so and stuff. different nowadays from like ps2 to ps3 and stuff like that to yeah PS4, you can tell a difference like, eh, but it's like not as big not as when you're from nes to super yeah. you know yeah or super to 64 but if you if you if you do play um any more modern game on the yeah. on a pc 
it's insane. Oh god, yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. It's Especially if you got something that could run a high frame rate. And, oh yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's nuts. So insane. But I remember whenever all the systems were kind of escalating back then. It's like after I got my 16-bit system, going back and playing my 8-bit games, I was just like, oh man, this sucks. This game looks terrible. Yeah. But it's like I honestly think that we have like cell phone games to thank for reminding us that it's not graphics, yeah. it's gameplay. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because obviously a lot of the the best cell phone games and stuff have had very primitive 2D graphics. Yeah. But it's made everybody remember. Oh yeah, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I don't need all that. Yeah, exactly. So I think that that's a, a cool thing to do is to go back and play these games and realize they still kick ass. They really do. And, and it's awesome because you have this huge backlog of games that you uh-huh. can play, especially if, say, you didn't go through that era. Say you're 20-something and uh, you didn't go through that era of playing those games. You can go back and discover them for the first time. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine playing Secret of Mana for the first time? Oh, my God, It's a great dude. game. Chrono Trigger. Secret of Mana that? is, yeah, yeah. And, dude, Secret of Mana is perhaps the most underrated rpg yes, of all time it is probably the most underrated super nes game of all time yeah i i i generally say if somebody asked me my favorite snes game it's it's secret of mana and the soundtrack is pure it's amazing fucking magic yeah. i just listen to the soundtrack of that game all the time yeah it's great not even like orchestral versions that have been re-recorded <laughs> like the, like the, the OG. 16-bit like yeah yeah it's phenomenal and man cool. it's like dude it's a rpg heavy three-player Zelda yeah. that you can play with, like, two of your friends simultaneously. It's so fun. It's outrageously sick. I love that game, man. Mm-hmm. There's never been anything quite like that one. Good so, stuff, man. Yeah. This beer is good stuff. It's Shit. kicking it, man. I'm enjoying it. What's the ABV on that? Do we even notice? I think it said 6.8. Yeah? Yeah. Because it's it's even exceptionally... Yeah, 6.8. It's even exceptionally smooth for that. Yeah, it's this is a, a beer you definitely could sit on the porch and sip on. Out in a nice summer breeze. Nick for president. <laughs> Nick for I, president. I, I'll vote for him, Or at sure. least brewmaster general. We need one of we those, honestly. General. A brewmaster general. I'm on board. <laughs> now, Steve, we're going to be talking about one hell of a movie today. We're going to yeah. be talking about The Hills Have Eyes. Not the remake. The no, OG. Not the remake. Uh, 1977. We'll get to the remake sometime. Yeah, it's I'm worth watching. Uh, I'm interested to talk about mm. that old remake a little bit. It concerns a movie, uh, concerns a family. It's it a does. movie that concerns a family movie. <laughs> uh, a family of cannibals. Yeah. What be eating people. They enjoy eating people. In fact, they're happy about I, it. I think that it's perfectly natural to wonder... What does a people taste like? What do I taste like? Let's step into the preview palace here, and maybe let's find out. You wanna, How do you think we should find out? You want to ask somebody at BuzzFeed? Maybe we take this little BuzzFeed quiz here. Says, what would you taste Finnis. like? What would you taste like? I'm excited about this because it seems to be a very food-centric quiz. And obviously, and we like to talk the food. We like a food I over like here food. on Dead and Lovely. Now, Steve, our first question that we have here on this quiz is... How would you like to be cooked? No, I'm assuming you're dead, right? Uh, well, maybe not according to some of these. Okay. You got some options. You can be cooked in the oven. Right. Get you a dry heat going on. Mm-hmm. On a rotisserie, which is the most morbid type of Ferris wheel. Yeah. It's just a Ferris wheel yeah. with dripping corpses on it. But you know who would love that? Vlad Dracul. <laughs> he would. <laughs> He'd be all about it. Flash fried. Ooh. Just a quickie. Deep fried. Ooh, Southern man. style. Microwaved in the packet. Ooh. I have a packet? I didn't even know. It's like a sleeping bag, I guess. Slow cooked. 
Okay, pet peeve here. Barbecued. Because uh, which is, means grilled, I yeah, guess, here. Yeah, this is yeah. clearly made by somebody in California, which... Oh, no, which it means says UK. And UK? Oh, definitely, barbecued there means just on a grill. On yeah. a grill. Yeah, no, barbecue is a food item. Yes. Not a method of food preparation. No, it is not. Uh, served raw. Okay. Which, that scares me, because that makes me think I might be alive when yeah, they're just playing me. I don't want to watch this. Or boiled alive like a lobster. Now, that is oh, definitely the choice I don't want. Like that dude in Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, he was, man. He was bald alive. They call baldies. <laughs> um, man, I would think, since, you know, from what I've heard, actually what I've read in a Melville novel, that uh, human meat is like pork. That's what I've heard. We're, we're called por- long we're pig. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I don't know that I've ever had deep fried pork. I've had like a, oh, well, I guess, like a kantatsu or whatever yeah. they call it at Japanese restaurants, like a fried pork cutlet. Yeah. That's pretty and good. And then also you can get, what is that? Uh, the uh, Mexican dish where they fry the pork. Anyway. Oh, uh, a carnitas. Sometimes carnitas, they, yeah, they do go. those. Uh-huh. Those are very good. It's not breaded, but it is fried. Um, but I, I mean, the best way to, to make pork isn't on here. Smoked. That's true. There's but not a smoke option. let's go slow cooked. You could be slow cooked in a smoking rig. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Now, I am going to go with barbecued, and but I'm meaning it in the sense of... Gotcha. Yeah, slow cooked and pulled and mm. so on. As a proper Southerner, mm-hmm. I think that it just makes sense that I would be cooked that way. It is the best way for a Southerner to be cooked. <laughs> what do we got next, Steve? <laughs> Pick a side dish to be served with, then. <laughs> These are strange questions. <laughs> These are. All right. Fries. Okay. I like a French potato fry. Me too. Mac and cheese. Mm. I love some mac and cheese. I love mac and cheese. Uh, Spicy rice. I like rice. I don't know know what what sort of spices we got going on. on Looks like a yellow rice. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's good. Garlic bread. Mm -hmm. Carbs. Cold slaw. I'm not a slawsman. A little cold slaw. Mashed potato. Okay. Mashed tater. I'm on board. Uh, Mozzarella sticks. Okay. Is that Mm -hmm. a side? I mean, <laughs> anything's a side if you believe in yourself, That's I true. guess. You know? <laughs> uh, sweet potato wedges. Okay. Or onion rings. An onion ring, huh? Yeah. Boy, this is a, this is a good choice right here. And um, of these, I love rice, but I don't, yeah. know, I don't know about a spicy rice. I don't exactly know what that would be. Mm. I think that in my life, I have celebrated many a great French potato fry, so it makes sense that I go out there being go. enjoyed with a fry. I'm going to be being barbecued. Yeah. Fries go well with fries barbecue. Fries go good with that, so mm-hmm. I'm going go, to go with that. Well, um, I'm being slow cooked. I'm going to be falling off the bone. Yeah. I'm uh-huh. assuming I'm going to be put on a sandwich. I'm going to put some coleslaw on that sandwich. Okay. Okay. So you're making yourself a combination. There we go. It's a good yeah. call. Yeah, speaking of speaking of meat on the bone, falling off of the bone and so on, uh-huh. there's that line in um, the first Lord of the Rings where they're going down into the Mines of Moria, uh-huh. and Gimli is talking about what a good time they're going to have, and he's like talking about how they have like feasts and ales, and he says, ripe meat off the bone. Ripe meat? Off the bone. Off the bone. And that line has always struck me as very curious. And um, we were in the grocery store before we started recording here, and I was walking by the deli meat section, and I noticed there's a line of deli meats now called Off the Bone. Oh, no. Yeah. So the first thing it made me think of is... You think it's Jonathan Reese davis Off the Bone. Yeah, it might be him. <laughs> <laughs> they just He's packaged also, him up. Also Limited got a edition. line of bad dates. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's an <laughs> Indiana Jones cut. Mm-hmm. But then it also made me think, I guess that all these people 
are like, man, fucking finally, I'm tired of eating lunch meat on the bone. <laughs> and then I started thinking about lunch meat on a bone and how revolting that is. Why would you? Why? Ew. Why? Why would you want that? Uh. You just put it on your sandwich. You eat around the center <laughs> of the sandwich. There's always this bone left over. <laughs> finally, off the bone lunch meat. Finally. <laughs> All right, Steve. Now it's time to pick a sauce to be eaten with. Yeah. You're going to be eaten with a sauce. Yeah. All right, we got a ketchup. Ketchup? I'm an enemy of ketchup. You are? Never a fan, ever. Okay. Um, I um, I like it. I think it goes well on a burger if you okay. don't overdo it. All right. Uh, the umami flavor mm-hmm. really brings out... If we're talking a beef burger. Okay. Yeah. If you're doing anything else, it's just uh, going to cover up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, ketchup, it works well as a base for sauces. But of course, you don't like... Yeah. You don't like mayo. I don't. And ketchup and mayo Ugh. is a base for so much stuff. I think even the look of that is disgusting. I've had yeah. some good ketchup-based barbecue sauces, of yeah. course. Yeah, And that, that can work. What about gravy? I love gravy. We got a grave on here. Blue cheese sauce. Okay. We some blue cheese. A garlic mayo. Okay. Chocolate sauce. Uh-huh. Jim Ross barbecue sauce. Oh, barbecue oh my sauce. God. Apple sauce. Oh. Uh-huh. A sriracha. And a cheese sauce. Well, applesauce could go well with pork, so maybe pork it goes well apple, with human. It probably does. You're yeah. probably right, actually. Um, but I'm just thinking of my sandwich I'm already making out of myself with some coleslaw on there, and I'm going to put a little sriracha on it. Man, that's a strong choice. Yeah. That's a really good choice right there. Um, I was also going to go with the sriracha on mine because I like a spicy sauce. Me but too, you know man. what? I think I'm just going to go with a good old-fashioned barbecue sauce. Yeah. Like my man Jim Ross. Oh, my <laughs> God. We're, I'm, this is making I'm just me hungry. I'm barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is making me be like, is it like a cartoon sounds pretty good. <laughs> where you're looking over at me and I'm just like a yeah, big turkey turned leg. Yeah, you into a turkey yeah. leg. <laughs> What's next? Uh, pick a vegetable. I would love to. Parsnips. Mm. Chili. I like that. Carrots. Carrot. Cabbage. Okay. Cabbage rig. Broccoli. Mm. Peas. Okay. Corn on the cob. Meat on the bone. Lettuce. Mm. Peppers. So there's chili and peppers. Yeah. So these other peppers, I'm assuming, are bell peppers. They're not spicy. Okay. Right on. Um, I'm happy to see vegetables right now. You know, I we always eat real great while we're out at the beach. Yeah. We go to like different great restaurants and stuff. Yeah. Never, of course, touching a, a, an olive garden or any bullshit like seafood. Dude, get it <laughs> get it while you can. Get it while it's fried. So, yeah, and that's, that's the thing is like, you know, I always go down there and I'm super stoked to have some good fresh mm-hmm. seafood and stuff like that. But then you, 80% of the menus are always fried stuff, which is a bummer. Especially yeah. if you got great ass seafood. Yeah. If it, don't I mean, hide it. I don't want fried scallops. I want there is one or two places out there okay. that do a fried scallop. Pretty that, great. That will blow your mind. But usually, that's just such a waste of a I good want scallop. It, I want it in butter. I want it sauteed. Oh, pan. Yeah. I want it fucking blackened, just maybe. Give it to me. Yeah, maybe mm. give it to me as, as, as lightly cooked as possible. Oh, yeah. I had oh, several boy. of those out there. But, you know, they, they also are very vegetable deficient. Out on the coast, yeah. where it's like choice of potato. Yeah, not a, not a lot of good soil uh-uh. near the Atlantic Ocean. Exactly. So whenever we got back, I've just been like on this gigantic, I want to eat broccoli every day kind so of So there you go. So I'm going with a broccoli since I've been broccoli deprived. Yeah, I'm thinking of what would go on the side of my coleslawed me uh, sriracha sandwich. <laughs> and... Um, the only thing that looks like it might go here is ma- this this corn on the cob looks like it's been blackened it a bit looks on the grill. Good. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of grilled right there. Yeah, 
I enjoy that. Yeah, if I if I go to a barbecue restaurant, I'm I'm usually looking at their mac and cheese. I'm also thinking about them fries, but mm-hmm. corn on the cob. If they got good corn on the cob, it's a good my choice, yeah. dude. One of the most disappointing things is though is like a corn in the cob that isn't fresh. Yeah, it's been sitting around and just gotten like dried chewy out. and dry. Mm-hmm. It's the fucking worst. Yuck. All right, Steve. What else we got here? What's to start? What's okay, your so starter this, for yourself? This is before we get to eating meat. Yeah. All right. But you know, I realize as we've been doing this, I've been thinking about what I want, not necessarily what my guests that are oh, going to be. Oh God, I've only been want. thinking about myself. Yeah, exactly. Wow. But you know what? I'm giving myself up. Yeah, we I'm are. Going we the are way I giving go. of our entire bodies. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. it's really about us. All right. So we got some choices. We got a buffalo wing. I mm. love. I love buffalo, buffalo wings. Wing. God damn. Uh, cold meats and cheeses, just kind of a chartreuse, charcuterie, charcuterie yeah. sort of thing. A bruschette, I like enjoy that. a good bruschette. Mm-hmm. Melon and Parma ham. Ooh, I that like that good. when the melon is good, but melon is so often bad. It's so hard to find good honeydew. It, it a good really honeydew is. melon. But you get I had the, a good one out there. You get that piece of good honeydew, and you recognize why. Yeah, why you keep wading yeah. through like twenty bad ones to get one decent <laughs> one. We got a calamari. Looks like some fried rings. I love and, calamari. Yeah, I, I like eating the ones that got all the little long legs on them. It's like oh, eating yeah. a monster. <laughs> Duck salad. Well, That's that kind of random. Yeah, but it looks great. It looks really good. <laughs> Breaded mushrooms. Uh-huh. A soup. Mm. Or a tempura prawn. Mm. Man, now that this one's good. a These tough one for here. me because, man, I'm thinking, like, if, I, if, if I'm going to be served... On, on a, a potato roll, I assume. Okay, yeah. With some coleslaw and some sriracha. Um, I, I'm thinking anybody who orders that and a corn on the cob on the side probably wants something light. So that makes sense, yeah. I'm going to go with that melon and parma ham. That seems like that'd be a nice, light, refreshing yeah. accompaniment, huh? Mm-hmm. It's a good choice, man. I'm going to get me a buffalo wing. These buffalo wings look so good. They really do. I... Um, uh, we were hanging out with our friend Lindsay the other night, yep. and uh, my wife wanted to get pizza, and Lindsay and I wanted buffalo wings. Yeah. So we got some pizza and buffalo wings. That's a really good combination. Where from? Um, I... Dude, I'll tell you where I had a great ass, like shockingly great wing the other day. Uh, Aubrey's. Aubrey's had good wings, huh? Seriously. Like okay. fucking crazy I good. like Aubrey's. So, yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, it's it's, it's a American dining yeah, restaurant. Yeah, middle of the road. They always but got a great beer list. They do, and they and got they got good meat. Yeah, yeah, their burgers and stuff are always really good out there. So we got them, and they were, um, it's like Wednesday is like wing night or something, like 75 okay. cents a wing or something like this, 50 cents, I don't know. But they do them that are baked, then grilled. Okay. Oh, um, I think I've seen that done. Yeah. It helps them to crisp up a little uh-huh. better. Yeah. And you get a little smokiness from the yeah. char. Holy shit, they were, I mean, seriously, fucking fantastic. Go Aubrey's. Way to go, Aubrey's. All right, Steve, what's next? What's for dessert, Ben? Oh, man, what are they going to eat after they have me? Oh, this <laughs> is how you know this is written by a British person right here. Ben, Benafi pie? Banafi. Banafi pie. And I'm assuming that's banana and coffee? It's banana and toffee. Oh, banana and toffee. Okay. And like, uh, it, they, they mention it in Love Actually. Oh. Remember when Kiera Knightley comes over to the artist guy's house uh-huh. and she's like, I brought you banoffee pie. Oh. Yeah, that's what she's talking about. So it sounds cute. disgusting. It's got like whipped cream and like a layer of toffee and bananas. And I'm sure are dead and lobsters right now that are listening and like, they're just salivating. They're like, oh, it's jolly good, isn't it? <laughs> I'd give her, I'd like lashings of that. 
<laughs> All right, what else we got? Um, cheesecake. Mm, I which love cheesecake. I really love cheesecake, especially yeah. with a berry accompaniment. Yeah, yeah. I don't want. I don't want a, a berry sauce on Fuck it. I just no, want some I'm berries on the child. side. Yeah, yeah, and an espresso. Oh yeah, delicious. Apple crumble. I love that. Good stuff. Sorbet. Okay. Uh, profiteroles. Oh, delicious. Fancy. Sunday. Okay. Sticky toffee pudding. Again, very British. That is very yeah. British, and it looks good. Uh, Eaton mess. Eton mess. Which looks like Oi. it's uh, it's berries in it. It is. It's berries, berries and, cream. and cream. Yeah, <laughs> it's berries in it. <laughs> our, I, listen, our British listeners, they love our accents. Because they're, like, they're so accurate. These obviously. guys are right on, aren't they? <laughs> it's dirty and lovely, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and a chocolate fudge brownie. What do All you right. say, Ben? Man, I um. A couple of these are really looking like they're pretty fucking good to me. I uh, I do love myself an old-fashioned apple crumble, especially yeah. if that streusel has some chopped up mm-hmm. butter and brown sugar and oats oh, and stuff delicious. in it. And, of course, served with a scoop of vanilla ice cream. Oh, delicious. That's how I want to go. I'm going to go crumble. Crumble my ass. Um, I'm wanting that cheesecake. Yeah, it looks so I'm, good. I'm going to holler at that. It looks really, really, really good. Now we got to pick a fruit? we got to pick a fruit right here. Okay. we got apple, mm-hmm. orange. I don't want to compare those two. Uh-uh. We got a curved yellow. <laughs> <laughs> old curved yellow. Yeah. The old curved yellow fruit. Um, pear. Mm-hmm. Something called a grape. Oh, never heard of it. Strawberries. Right. Mogno. Mogno. Rasbar. Uh-huh. And Passan fruit. Well, I'm already getting berries on the side with my, my cheesecake. It's true. So I'm not going point. raspberries, but I do love berries. Um, I'll tell you what. If you get a mango at the mm-hmm. exact right time, it is one of the best things you'll ever have it's in your life. It's a two and a half minute long window. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and if you... Um, in LA, you can get this thing where it, it's a bag of uh, melon, mango. It's it's like a honeydew what? melon, and watermelon, and mango. And they put tahini in there. What? Uh, and shake it up. Can you I have little, that? Like this sugary, spicy treat. It's delicious. Am I allowed to have that here? Yes, you are. Holy <laughs> yes, shit, are. that sounds awesome. If you, the next time you're in LA and you see somebody with a fruit stand on the side, stop and get a bag of that. It's so good. Damn. They put a little salt in there too. Salt's real good with the right fruit. Hell yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Especially melon yeah. and stuff like that. God, that sounds great. So you're going with a Magno? Yeah. I also love myself a Magno. <laughs> You know the trick for peeling one of them fucking some bitches too, don't you? So you know a magno, it's got the nose, the hard uh-huh. part in the middle, and you got kind of the ears of it, which are yeah. the sides that you cut off. Now you cut those things, and usually people do the whole, you know, score it into cubes and turn it inside out and cut them out. Right, it's too much of a pain in the ass. It is. So you find the nose, you cut the sides off of it, so you just got these two like you know um, wedges of, of mango. Uh-huh. Find a glass with like a really sharp rim, so not a mason jar, okay. like maybe a pint glass or something, uh-huh. and you just skim it over the rim. Oh, and then plop right in the cup. Huh? Yeah, it, I mean it, it takes the skin right off. That's and you got cool. A whole chunk of mango right in the cup. Then wow. you can just cut it up or whatever. What? And there's your learning for the day. <laughs> I'm gonna Today go with you know what? I enjoy a pear. I do too. At the peak of ripeness. Again, that two minute window. Yeah, exactly. You're you're assembling a smart meal. I'm just choosing a bunch of things that I like. I listen, no, because honestly, I wanna eat what you're eating. Yeah, it all sounds, sounds pretty good. Great. <laughs> um which drink would best accompany me? Okay. Or you. Or in this me case. in my case. Yeah. yeah. In this case, you means me. 
<laughs> um, Who's on first? A, f- <laughs> a full-bodied red wine. Mm. A crisp, fruity white. Ooh. Rosé. Just plain up rosé. Okay. Champagne. Champagne. A dark ale. All right. A pint of cheap lager. Mm-hmm. Coca-Cola. Milk. Get that miak. Or a cup of tea. You know what? I enjoy with with pretty much any meal. Uh-huh. Champagne. Yeah, me too. Champagne, champagne is great. Dude is good with basically everything. Mm-hmm. I any day is a day for champagne. Yeah. yeah. I find that the the flavor of champagne, even like cheap champagne, yeah. I think enhances basically everything. Yeah. It's less finicky than wine. It is. It's more fun and classy than yeah. wine. It's got bubbles. It's got bubbles. I'm <laughs> going to go with the champagne. Uh, I'm going to go with a dark ale. Yeah. I think a beer would go good with, with all I got going. Mm. Man, I don't You're want a pint good. of cheap lager. Yeah? Yeah. I'm ashamed to have me a cheap, shitty, whizzy beer with a slice of pizza. Well, yeah. With a slice of pizza. Exactly. Um, a Miller High Life or a Paps Dude, Blue Ribbon will do you right. The champagne of beer is, is the go-to when you're having pizza. Yeah. That is the best pizza beer it is. in my I don't know. I don't know why that combo works. Because it's, it's not good normally. Miller no. High Life is too sweet. Yeah, yeah. But, but with a slice, oh, I'm good. on board. <laughs> and, of course, a PBR, too. All right, Steve. On a scale of one to nine, how willing... Would you be to try a bit of yourself? Well, now that I've set this meal up, yeah, I'm telling you, it sounds gonna be good, dude. It sounds really good. I'm, I'm gonna answer. I'm I, gonna say nine. I would. I would totally give you a nine. I would totally <laughs> to try a feast of Steve. Oh, on the feast of Stephen. Oh, that's what this is. is. On the dun, feast dun, dun, of Stephen. <laughs> what do you say, Ben? I've got to know. Yeah, I couldn't not try a yeah, bit of myself give it a shot and i know that sounds crazy but i mean who hasn't you know nipped Bitten a little piece of little yeah a little skin, skin or, something like or something like that you yeah. know of course everybody's tried their own blood yeah. at some point it happens we've all self-consumed yeah all right so what would i taste like apparently uh-huh. my answer is horrible horrible garbage oh no <laughs> Yeah, you taste like old fast food wrappers, used condoms, and unidentifiable brown bin juice. Oh, Microwave no. for three minutes and salt to taste. Wow. Wow. Well, Ben, I didn't wow. get anything any better. <laughs> What'd you I got get? cheap vodka. I drink And it's cheap got a vodka. bottle of pop-off there. Ooh. A little plastic Spicy. bottle. Mm-hmm. You taste kind of horrible, but at least whoever eats you will get pissed. <laughs> Best served neat over ice or with a horrible taste masking energy drink. Oh my god. I feel like maybe there wasn't gonna be a a, a positive answer. Blimey, I taste like shite, don't I? <laughs> yeah, I think that this person kind of rigged this up to where we we're about yeah. to fail. I think maybe even the more that you want to eat yourself, the more he was trying to get you to not to. Maybe. I think we'd be delicious, Steve. I pff, listen. I got I got fatty tissues. I got muscles that aren't too overdeveloped, yeah. but they're pretty big. Mm-hmm. The, these these uh, haunches of mine. Mm-hmm. Man, I bet they wouldn't be stringy at all. Well, because I'm not doing any running. We live in America, so we're all fattened on corn. Yeah, obviously, sweet corn. As are the best livestock. I've been raised eating only grass. I'm grass fed, yeah? Steve. <laughs> Does smoking grass count? It does. <laughs> Consuming it, I guess. <laughs> I think I would also be pretty good. I think, you know, I spend a pretty good amount of my life as being sedentary. You know, I yeah. spend a lot of time sitting, sitting around playing guitar. 
podcasting. Mm-hmm. So on. Pod. We should do this from standing desks or those treadmill desks <sighs> where you walk the whole time. Yeah, that'd be fun for people to be here like, <gasps> yeah. special effects were anywhere. They're pretty good. <sighs> I mean, they already hear that with me sometimes. <laughs> it gets hot enough in here. I'm like, oh, Ooh, buddy. Plus, too, it's like I like the idea of us being on treadmills and being like, extremely hot and then also trying to drink beer at the same time <laughs> it's terrible <laughs> everything's gross now <laughs> i think so much sweat got in the beer <laughs> this beer is still fucking great it I'm is still working i, on I finished it it is delish it's a delight i'll tell you what yeah it was that's real easy drinking too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well steve what are we going to be talking about as a main topic for our show today we're talking about wes craven's second film the Hills Have Eyes. Number Dose? Well, the second film that we know about. His second But he certainly film. made some other films. Yeah, so Wes Craven, we all kind of know him as uh, old Freddy Krueger's pep pep. Mm-hmm. It's his daddy. Director of Scream. Uh-huh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. A master of horror. Yeah. Um, a, a deceased person, we know him yeah, as. Yeah, we know him as someone who died of R.I.P. brain cancer, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of people forget that he got his start in a more seedy industry. Well, he... He made Last House on the Left in 1972. This movie came out in 1977. 72 is when Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Yeah, in 1972, yeah. Columbus sailed the ocean blue, fell off the side because the earth's flat. Yeah, obviously. That was for Mitch Trueblood. Yeah, of course. <laughs> the earth is not flat. <laughs> it's round. If you, you're listening you to idiot. me, please, please know, I don't think the earth is flat. Um, <laughs> you know with, the earth is within flat. Within that, I do, I know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he he had he had moved from academia. He was he was he has a master's degree in uh, philosophy, really uh, philosophy, in, in literature. Yeah, huh? And he he was teaching mm-hmm. and decided he wanted to to start making films. And he got a job as a production assistant working for Harry Chapin. Harry Chapin, Harry Chapin Carpenter, Harry Chapin Carpenter. Okay. Um, and he you know he had a job there. Then he makes Last House on the Left, which was kind of made guerrilla filmmaking. They didn't have permits to do any of the shooting they were doing. Woo, that's and, a rough watch. And right the there. movie is a rough watch and it really it it uh it got uh, an X rating initially. Mm-hmm. And after he made it, it made a lot of money and got him a lot of notice, but uh he wanted to try to make a non horror film and nobody wanted to have really? him make a non horror film. Huh. Uh so for five years while he was, you know, working back and forth trying to get something other than a horror film going and then finally uh, conceding to do a horror film and writing The Hills Have Eyes, he needed to make some money. So he was making porn. He was shooting boobs. He was making the porns. Now, we don't know which ones he, he made, like, specifically. Oh, he like, didn't put his name yeah, on it? Yeah, he didn't put his name on it. But we do know that he was in one for a really? second. Really? Yeah. He with didn't... his dick out? No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> with his dick in. Um, <laughs> retractable. With his dick in a lady. He has a retractable penis. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but uh, it's just him shooting some girls. They're not even naked or anything, and then he okay. leaves. All right. Um, but this was during the golden age of porn. Okay. Which is something I think we have to talk about as a horror movie podcast. Tell me about it. Because exploitation movies and horror movies owe so much to the golden age of porn. And I'll, I'll add an addendum. If you're a fan of 70s exploitation mm-hmm. and smutty films and stuff, yeah. 
there is a great podcast called Two Day Rental. Yeah, Two Day Rental is great. It is Those a guys blast. Are fun. Yeah, it's yeah. totally just like two uh, again like pieces of shit from the south like us. Yeah, <laughs> I think they're probably ten or fifteen years older than us. Yeah, they, like they yeah, grew from up. The stuff they talk about, they they're definitely a bit older. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it is a hilarious and great watch. Yeah, Check out Two Day Rental. It's real fun. So the golden age of porn in the seventies. Yeah. So. Uh, we all I don't know, know much what, about it. Okay. Well, you know Deep Throat, right? I know. I've heard tell of it. Deep Throat starring uh, Linda Lovelace. Linda Lovelace. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Deep Throat was one of the first films to make mainstream success. Yeah. It wasn't now, the first porn movie or anything like that. But no, no. Porn had, by porn had been around since they started shooting Right. Film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like somebody was like, wait, so you can record stuff on that? Can what you, if I put my dick lady in a lady? <laughs> There's some of it in uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, they, exactly. they show some naked lady uh-huh. films and stuff in that that are some of the first. Yeah, and there, yeah. there were those you put five cents in and you could watch. A Penny Dreadful. Yeah. Um, 1969, uh, Andy Warhol had released Blue Movie, which is essentially a porn, but it's like an art house porn thing. Uh, and a couple other things that come out. Oh, like little- Eyes Wide Shut. Yes, yeah, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of other things had come out before Deep Throat, but Deep Throat came out in 1972, and it was a huge success. Yeah, yeah. Like, showing in mainstream theaters. Jeez. Yeah. Like, that hasn't really happened since. Well, that's what the golden age of porn is. Huh. is a, the age of porn in the 70s, where porn movies are being shown in mainstream theaters and being talked about in, like, Variety magazine and stuff. Damn. Yeah. So the the thing that porn always had was the stigma attached to working on it. Now, if you right. were going to be in front of the camera, you just kind of had to embrace it. Yeah. But people behind the camera could hide their faces and hide the fact that they had anything to do with it. Okay. So a lot of people involved in horror movies, uh, sound people, lighting, etc. Yeah. And people who directed and <laughs> whatnot. We're all involved in making porn as well. William Lustig, we, we did oh, Maniac. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. He was involved in porn. Yeah, rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah, check out our Maniac episode. Um, Wes Craven, definitely. Toby Hooper may have been. Okay. We don't know for sure, but he was he was involved with the Russian mob, as we know from that our Texas was. Chainsaw yeah. Massacre episode. Rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, <laughs> um, what's his name that did Friday 13th? Yeah. Was also involved mm-hmm. in Sean porn. Cunningham. I think that they worked together. Yes, right? Sean Craven? Cunningham and Wes Craven worked together on The Last House on the Left. Okay. Yeah. So, like, um, basically porn was funding horror directors between horror movies. Huh. That's cool. <laughs> so Sex and violence. Yeah, sex and violence. Yeah. And so that's why you actually get, say, if you watch The Last House on the Left, which I did uh, leading up to this just because mm. I haven't seen it since... I was a teenager. Yeah, I haven't seen it in forever. And it's brutal, and I I don't Still remember. Rough. I didn't remember loving it. Um, it is very rough. Yeah, and I I I think as a teenager, I didn't appreciate how well it's directed mm. and how you know it's it's based on an Ingmar Bergman movie, huh. etc. But um, it looks like seventies porn, and sometimes okay. the music is like seventies porn. There was even a little bit of that in Hills Have Eyes. Exactly. Yeah, the seventies porn. Um, if you go back and watch, say, uh, you know, uh, Deep Throat or, uh, I, I wrote down a few here. W does Dallas. Uh, Boys in the Sand. That Boys was a mainstream gay porn that was okay. shown in, in theaters. Huh. Uh, movies like that, you'll see 
you'll see the same sort of acting level as okay. as horror. You'll see, uh, you'll see some of the same cuts and mm-hmm. some of the like. You'll even see in some seventies porn movies where because seventies porn was a bit more risque in their storylines because people didn't care about uh, women's rights in the least bit. Well, uh, yeah. not that they do much anymore in porn anyway, but there 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 are uh, I would say people in porn today who are doing it the right way yeah. and not drugging women a little up. more female empowered yeah. exactly uh but some of those scenes would be the basis would be it was a rape scene or yeah, something yeah. Mm. and it, it looks like what we have in the hills have eyes mm. or i spit on your grave right, right, right yeah left. like because uh, savage streets yeah like that, exactly yeah. so and, and rape scenes are terrible and aren't necessary for a movie i mean mm. uh but you will see if you watch those and watch some seventies porn, you'll see that a lot of it looks the exact mm. same. The only difference is the music playing in the background, and instead of screaming, the woman is you know screaming in ecstasy instead of screaming in fear. Wow, it's like just barely a difference. Wow, in the, the way fine it's shot. line exactly. Wow, seventies so, porn, huge influence, but it was also being influenced by those directors. Interesting. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And in, so. in addition to its ties with a lot of these cats from the from the porn industry and stuff like that too, there's also some very direct ties to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. Uh, this movie is so much like Texas Chainsaw in its setup. And it's funny cuz like in my head until I started looking at the dates, I thought that this movie was the one that kind of set up the crazy hillbilly cannibal family thing. Yeah, but it's actually three years before Texas Chainsaw Massacre was three years ahead of this. It is nuts how ahead of its time that movie was. Yeah. And just how shockingly fucked up it is. Well, it did take something from Last House on the Left, though, for sure. Uh-oh. I noticed. Because Last House on the Left ends with the father killing the main guy with a chainsaw. Oh. And just is, stops right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so this guy that, that ending is so good. Like, yeah. aside from all the horrendous brutality of, of the rape scenes. Yeah, yeah. The ending, so the dope. revenge of the parents is so great. Killer, man. Yeah. So this had the same uh, set dressing guy. As uh, Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. yeah. And he said that even a lot of the props and stuff that you see mm-hmm. in the Jupiter family's cave that they live it's in. the same stuff. Yeah, it's like a lot of those bones and skins and stuff yeah. you see are just stuff that was lifted from the Sawyer family house Yeah, just a couple of years earlier working on that set. I guess he had all that stuff in his kind of kit yeah i mean you he, know? he made it it's cool stuff i'd keep it around i always think it's fun to learn about these special effects and props guys in their kits like tom savini's like <laughs> mobile kit is like legendary yeah and the stuff that he just kept around and used from movie to movie and reused and like he has that tom savini head that uh-huh. has been in like 100 movies uh-huh. that was finally i think destroyed maybe in maniac if i'm not mistaken yeah i think they mentioned that and uh yeah, apparently the guy, I can't remember his name, that worked on Texas Chainsaw that also worked on this. I, yeah, I meant to write it down because I watched the making of documentary for, for The Hills Have Eyes and they did a good bit on yeah. on his effect, on the look of it. Mm-hmm. And this movie is indeed pretty similar to Texas Chainsaw. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got, you've got a family um, that goes out in search of this silver mine that they've inherited. Yeah. Which is just a very white, upper-class, privileged kind of thing. I have never known a person who inherited a mine. A silver mine. Yeah. Yeah. And they go out, they get stranded, this time in the desert, rather than in a backwoods country Texas scenario. Still hot and sweaty, but uh, there are no trees. 
Yeah. No hope of seeing cars pass. So in that way, it's a bit more isolated. Little to no barbecue. <laughs> Little to none. Yeah. There is some. There's a dad barbecue later. There's a dad barbecue <laughs> and there is a, a, a dog barbecue. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, it, it has the same setup of them stopping at a gas station and the attendant uh-huh. basically saying, oh, you don't want to go, go there. there. Uh, the classic and, gas station harbinger. Yeah, and also has the backdrop of the '70s oil crisis, where he oh, yeah. he doesn't have much gas. That's true. Yeah, it was a very real thing mm-hmm. back then, huh? Yeah. Um, and we also have his he is connected to the family, just like uh, the cook is connected to. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, the Sawyers. So there, a lot of that setup, and then, um, differently than the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they have to get in a wreck because uh-huh. if they run out of gas, um, and we just saw them get six dollars in gas, which I assume in the seventies was probably what half a tank. Yeah, maybe? that's forty gallons of gas. Forty gallons. Yeah, forty gallons. <laughs> Anyway, but they ran into a bush. They did. They swerved to. He swerved to miss a, a rabbit. Uh huh. Which is something I've seen in a few other horror movies, where somebody swerves to miss something very. Like, yeah. In, like I get not wanting to kill the innocent thing, but like you have your whole family with you in an RV <laughs> behind you. You yeah. don't want to die because you didn't want to kill a rabbit. Right. Yeah. Priorities, people. And the only movie that's done it well is Get Out because it's a deer. Oh, yeah. You don't want to hit a deer because it could fuck you up as well. Yeah, that <laughs> like, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When it's a small animal, it's like, I get you don't want to kill it, but don't kill yourself not trying not to kill it. They get stranded in the desert, which is, I think, a cool scenario because, yes. I mean, it's like you said, there's literally no hope when you're out in the no. middle of a fucking desert. There's and no shelter, no shade. It I, gets <laughs> super hot during the day, super cold in the night. Terribly cold, yeah. And apparently, yeah, as a result of that, of course, filming this was apparently not Hellish. that fun. Yeah. It got up to like 120 a Good couple God. days. Yeah, um, I've been in in that desert when driving oh, to yeah. California, going 40. You go right through there. Uh huh. Um, and we stopped at there are two gas stations going Ooh. through the desert. So you could easily get fucked. You could easily get fucked. Yes, and you could easily overheat. Yeah. It, uh, we we were it was early spring. Yeah. And it was 107. Jesus Christ. We stopped at a gas station and paid $6 a gallon. Holy for gas. shit. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Obama. Yeah. It was his <laughs> fault. I think they were probably using their uh, isolation to their advantage. Probably. Saying like, oh, you could go down the road hey, if you'd like. But Hillary's emails, am I right? Hi, buttery emails. They're delicious. Hi. What? Buttery emails. Oh, buttery emails. Yeah. yeah. You put the butter on them. Oh. Mm, mails. So creamy. So creamy, those males. And I like the setting of them getting stranded in the desert. Like you said, it is just even more hopeless uh, terrain than you could imagine. So it is very isolated and fucked. And then also finding out that they're surrounded by these people that are like masters of that environment. Yes. And they know everything. Yeah. About what's going on. And they get tormented and tortured and so on. Yeah. They take their baby. And uh, I would say that the the movie, I think, is, is, you know roughly to my estimations about just how you know you, you have two families in this you have the very civilized upper mm-hmm. class uh main family here and then you have the family of savages who you think of as being so much more uh less civilized and de- degenerate yeah. and savages and stuff but the thing is is that that's kind of like what the joker says you know you're only one bad day away from becoming me yeah where even these average 
what we think of as normal civilized people will become just as barbaric just as savage yeah, yeah. if if pushed even a little bit if yeah. you fuck with the family and there's a lot to say about this like because you can look at papa jupiter as just a bad guy yeah yeah but if you pay attention to his associations with his family uh he is terrible to women well, terrible to one woman in particular, and I, I have a theory about that, and we'll get to that later. I don't hear about it. But he's, he's not terrible to his wife. He cares about his sons mm-hmm. and, and, and trusts them. Yeah. And he, he's not like an asshole to them. Yeah, despite the fact that they, they all seem to be kind of fucked up in different ways. Yes, exactly. Yeah. They're all genetically deformed in some way, uh, and, and he, um, he is a bad guy in the sense that he murders people, but he's doing it. To take care of his family. Taking care of that fam. Yeah. So happy it, wife, happy life. Exactly. <laughs> I think they had one of those little plaques in their cave. <laughs> it was next to the live, laugh, love, uh-huh, and whatever. You know, you don't have to be crazy to work here, but it helped. <laughs> Dance like nobody's watching. Yeah. <laughs> they have a bunch of those inspirational posters <laughs> all over that cave. I'm thirsty. Let's have another beer. Yeah, all right. Let's have something from right here in Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. This is one we've enjoyed on the show prior. It's a Bearded Iris Homestyle from Nash, Vegas, Bearded Tennessee. Bearded Iris, that sounds like a vagina. No, it sounds like the national state flower. The national state flower. Oh, so yeah. like federally they decided yeah. what our state it's flower is. It's the state is. flower of the entire nation. Okay, cool. Of Tennessee. Thanks, guys. Yeah, of the Tennessee nation, <laughs> it's the state flower. I hope there was a vote. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is a really good one. This is also kind of a funky, juicy... Funky, cloudy IPA. I, I'm really wondering to see if this is better than what we just had. I'd like to know. I think that this is like a little bit harder edged and funkier. Yeah. And like a little bit more peppery. I, I remember we had it before. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I've i also had the, what is it? The ultimate or whatever, where it's a bit higher alcohol. Bearded Iris. Is it the one that we had the other night at the yeah. Old City Wine Bar? Yeah. What was that called? It started remember. with an A. It was like attention or something like yeah. that. I can't remember what it was called. It was delicious. It was really good. Mm-hmm. I think I like this better. Though. Okay. We'll see how this stacks up with that new grass rig. See about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you got you got uh, basically two families trying to survive in a situation. Yes, one family is, just like in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, one family is trying to eat the other family <laughs> yeah boy i'll tell you this is way more different tasting oh yeah i thought that they were more similar yeah this is i'd say this is more like like a lemon almost flavor to it yeah i would say that yeah yeah, yeah. um definitely more peppery on the back mm-hmm. side of the yeah. taste you get a little bit more of that that pithy peely mm. kind of taste pithy peely whereas i think the um the new grass was a little bit more juicy yeah this it is was. more like the rind than the fruit yeah. Interesting. Yeah, this it's is got really more interesting. Of the, yeah, more of like a, a bit of the oils. Yeah, and, that's and a good way to put the, it. The, the, the fruit, fruit part, itself, yeah. 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 I thought that they were more similar than this. Like I was drinking they that new grass and I was like, oh, this is kind of similar to that bearded iris. It really isn't. Well, we've learned something today. Look at us. The Everyone. You know. We've learned something. And this cannibal family is somewhat based on the Sonny Bean, Sonny Bean. myth of, is it Scott? Scotland yeah. or Ireland? Cult of uh, a cult, a family of Scots lived in a cave supposedly and, and killed pastors by and ate them. Yeah. And there was a whole like inbred several generation deep yeah. 
bunch of them. And the thing about this, and again, this is this is a myth. Like, yeah, it's depending not true. On what you look at, it's like it's between fourteen and seventeen hundred. So somewhere within a three hundred year gap, mm-hmm. this happened. And, <laughs> and by the way, there were historians in those times. Who wrote they, shit down. People were writing things down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you hear 15th unlikely. century, you might be thinking like, oh, yeah, it was like caveman days. No, no. They were yeah. writing shit down. Everything would have been talked about. Pretty well tallied yeah. up. So, but the idea with this myth is that, yeah, there was this inbred family of people that, that you know, killed travelers and ate them and stuff. Yeah. And they were eventually found out and the civilized folk tortured and killed the whole family in the most heinous fucked up ways like yeah slitting them open and burning them alive and boiling them and yada 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 all kinds of horrible things so i think that wes craven you know heard about that myth and was like that's a really interesting thing to look at that how far you know civilized folk will go yeah to get revenge on the you know so-called backwards people right and one interpretation i read of that was that it was just english propaganda to try to make the scots look well, like they were savages. That's and, probably accurate. Yeah, um, the, that, wouldn't be out of character. No, no. Uh, yeah. The 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 Scotch Irish folk have been uh, defamed many a times through history. And what about the Welsh? Oh, the Welsh from Wales. In Wales, that's my Welsh accent. That's a pretty good one. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that was kind of a basis on this. But you're saying there was also some tie-ins to Roman yeah, mythology. Yeah, man, there is some Roman mythology. I mean, it's some of it's pretty obvious. The names. Okay, yeah, Jupiter, Jupiter, Mars, Pluto, Mercury. Mars, Mercury. Yeah, uh, Mama June is Juno. Uh, okay, Juno, of course, was married to to uh, Jupiter. Now I was I was wondering about that while we were watching the movie because I was like okay these are obviously very intentional mm-hmm. names it's like yeah you, you know your first instinct I think is to go okay they're named after planets but that's clearly yeah. not the case um, yeah um, though I think Wes Craven did say that he, he wanted some connection to astrology there but didn't do enough research about it but he, okay. he as a literature and philosophy major he already he, knew yeah, he the, would definitely the, the Roman mythology myths, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so one example of, of what you're saying, uh, you can see with Jupiter, he's he's the the head, he's the leader, sure, and everyone listens to him, and he's the father, just mm-hmm. like Jupiter, aka Zeus, the father, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but then you know, Mama June, just like Juno, is is uh, she's the the wife of the man, but she's also a strong leader herself. Yeah. Um, and then you have characters like Mercury, who were named ironically. Because okay. Mercury, among uh, his many like associations, one of them is communication. Okay. And, and he's Mercury, the one that's the, the watcher. Yes. But okay. he's also not good at communicating. Yeah, So no. it's like an ironic thing. That's funny. Uh, and Mars is the most aggressive. Yeah, the bringer of uh, war. And then Pluto is generally the, the god of the underworld. Uh, and in this case, uh, I think... I think they went with Pluto just for the look. Like, mm. he looks like death. Yeah, yeah. And that's What's Michael, his, Michael uh, Berryman. Michael Berryman, yeah. Yeah, he was born with 26 different birth defects, yeah. including having no fingernails, yeah. no hair. I was reading that today. It's like, yeah. no fingernails, man. That's crazy. And he has no sweat glands. Ooh. So think about shooting in 120-degree weather yeah. when you can't sweat. I have a cousin with no sweat glands. Yeah. And she has to be extremely careful about what she does. Yeah. So, wow. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, shooting out in the fucking desert? That yeah. had to be awful. Terrible. He probably I mean, was, was in constant baby. misery. 
Yeah, really. Jesus. That was a cute baby, too. Cute baby. Um, and it's interesting, too, because, like, that guy, um, Michael Berryman, right? Yeah. I remember the first time that I ever saw him was in Devil's Rejects. Oh, yeah. That was the first time I think I ever saw him in a movie that I remember. Yeah. And, and again, I don't at all mean to sound cruel or anything like that. Like, I thought that that was a ton of prosthetics and stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't think it's cruel at all. I think he's embraced. I mean, just seeing interviews with him, he's embraced who yeah. he is. He knows what he looks like. Yeah. He's not going to expect people to n- not think he looks different. Yeah, of course. So that's why he's he's built a career yeah. off of looking different. And he seems cool as shit. He's he like hyper well spoken. Yeah. Very articulate, very and intelligent dude. A, the terrible sexual assault scene that we'll talk about in a little while. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he apparently is such a fun and, and jokey guy that uh, uh, Brenda. Brenda, is that her name? Uh, I think Brenda's a brunette, right? Uh, Brenda's the, the blonde. The blonde. Yeah. Okay. The, uh, the actress who played Brenda yeah. said that uh, she just kept cracking up. Like It was hard <laughs> to yeah. shoot the scene. Because she couldn't keep the intensity because he's a funny dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great guy. Um, anyway, uh, those those are like the surface connections. I think there's a much more uh, much more of a connection, say, when we get with Jeffrey. 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 Not Jeffrey. Fred. Fred. <laughs> Grandpa okay. Freddy. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the, Fred. The, the paterfamilias, as it yeah. were. He uh, is not named the same as the character I'm going to associate him with, but he is Saturn. Saturn okay. was the ruler of Rome before Jupiter. Okay. Saturn so was... So Saturn was the father of Jupiter. Yeah. Okay. Saturn is uh, in... If, if we associate this with Greek uh, myths, he's uh-huh. Cronus, uh, the Titan Cronus, who is the father of Zeus. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, they um, kind of carried those over to Roman and changed some stuff yeah. up. Yeah. Yada, yada. And um, <laughs> what gets real interesting is when you then compare the names of the uh the family mm-hmm. uh the normal people the family. normal people okay all of their names in th- this is just something that i immediately started noticing uh when i was thinking about the fact that west craven grew up very religious okay all of their names are not biblical names oh which is intentional he chose to name them non-biblical names, Gaelic names, Saxon names, uh, huh. Germanic names. Uh, you have you have Robert, you have uh, Ethel, uh-huh. Brenda, um, Lynn, Doug. and Doug Douglas. So all of those names they they come from the European traditions and don't yeah. have connections to the Bible, which were the conquerors of Rome. The baby has a name that does have a Christian connection, but is not a biblical name. Catherine. Kate, Kate yeah, Yeah, Catherine, Kate, Catherine. Yeah. Um, that connection is interesting because that name means innocent. No shit. Yep. <laughs> so their names are all chosen specifically. Yeah, that, that was not an accident, knowing, again, Wes's yeah. background exactly. of philosophy and literature and stuff. Freddy, the Frederick, that is, again, not, um, not a, a biblical name. But he mentions the name of the mother. This is the only biblical okay, name. Yeah, yeah. So he's Martha. Mar- oh shit. Yeah. So and Martha means uh, mistress or uh, the lady. Okay. Yeah. So like she's like the lady of the house, the uh-huh. mistress of the house. Uh, and and she's killed off early. So what we get is Christianity is like out of the window. Mm-hmm. Like this is a secular family. 
versus a a, a, a Roman family. Like, and in Roman, I mean, like a paterfamilias who decides what everyone does and they work as a unit. And even within that, what what you're kind of identifying as the Germanic tribe, yeah, uh, the the mother of the bunch, Ethel. Is she the, tries to be religious. The yeah. hypercritical Christian. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which, which there would be a straggler among exactly. Germanics. You know, that <laughs> and none influenced. of them take it seriously, though. No, they don't. None yeah, of them take her religion seriously. The most interesting character... Oh, uh, I, I do think it's interesting that if Batman and Superman got into a fight with uh, Papa Jupiter... Yeah? He'd probably end up saying his mom's name. Yeah, and then they'd Martha. be like, why'd you say that name? Why, why did you say it? And then they'd join Did you hear him say it? He said the Can name. Can you imagine that? Batman versus Superman versus Jupiter? <laughs> this is cool. I like where this is yeah. going. So you're saying that this is this is almost an encapsulation of uh, the the Visigoths uh-huh. sacking Rome. Yeah. And these are these are a-religious Romans. They're not spreading Christianity. That's just They're dope. spreading the empire. I like this. Yeah. This no, is cool. There's one name in here that I, I struggled Shit. with. And that is Ruby. Okay, yeah. That's that's one that I was really trying to figure yeah. out as so well. I, yeah, I, the, I got, the daughter of the Jupiter clan. I got to get into my theory about, about Ruby. I don't think she's a daughter. I think okay. she is kidnapped. She was too skinny for them to eat. Oh. And then they found her to be resourceful. Well, because they, they do have a way of yeah. kidnapping... Kids. Yeah, I mean, Mama June was kidnapped. That's what uh, that's what uh, uh, Freddie says. Yeah, yeah. That he, he got he, he, bought, he kidnapped himself a whore or something that nobody yeah. would miss. Or yeah, whatever, that nobody yeah. would miss. And and she is an alcoholic. She drinks, so yeah. she obviously has got some problems with what's going on. But she seems to be kind of into it. Yeah, but Ruby's not into it at all. So you think Ruby is not their natural born daughter? I don't think she is. I think that's why uh, he treats her that way because he actually treats all of his kids really nice. Well, yeah, because he, he even kind of treats her like a little incesty at some point. Yes, he like does. He lips at her and stuff. Yeah. But, um, but you're saying that's not his kid, so... It's not his kid, so it's not weird. And well, <laughs> I mean, it is weird. weird. <laughs> it's weird to take a slave, but... Um, anyway... Huh. This is I, all Ruby really interesting. Comes from, I'm I'm almost positive of this, that it is a reference to Proverbs thirty one ten, which we all know from memory. Of course, yeah. I do. Let those who are <laughs> the good ones uh-huh. lead the way for the bad. That was almost it. Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. Okay, so she's a virtuous. She's woman. a virtuous woman. She's a good person. She okay. doesn't. She wants to get out of the family. Yeah, she does, and she's also way more civilized mm-hmm. and communicate better and yep. stuff. Yeah, and she wants to save the baby. Yeah, she has higher. She doesn't morals want to eat a baby. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. So she is a virtuous woman. She is. She is mm. the Christian among them. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's interesting that Wes, because Wes Craven is. Without it, uh, he is really a master of horror. Like that's not huh. just. I mean, people may have called him that at first. Like, well, he's made a lot of successful horror movies, but yeah. the dude is so fucking amazing at the way he builds depth into these movies. Because I mean, yeah. again, Last House on the Left, though it's brutal, is based on an Ingmar Bergman movie that's based on a, a 12th century Swedish legend. Like he, Jeez, yeah. the dude knows real deep mythology and things like that, and throws it into his movies. And this but movie, only for the people that are fucking looking for it. Yeah, you yeah. have to look for it. And I'm sure a lot of people just assume with a movie like this, like there's no depth to it. And you can see that in, say, huh. the remake. 
where all that depth is taken out completely. Okay. The remake is worth watching. I haven't seen the remake. I've heard that it's fucking brutal. It is very brutal. It's worth watching. It's it's just it's like I say with the uh, that Rob Zombie Halloweens. Yeah, if you yeah. forget that it's a Halloween movie, it's an okay movie. Uh, if you forget you. that it's based off of this movie, yeah, which is already successful. It's, and good it's on a time. fun. It's a fun or not fun, but a brutal horror movie to watch. Yeah, yeah. And there there's definitely some real cool shit in there for sure. That's really interesting. I like this idea though about yeah the Goths and the and the Romans and mm-hmm. stuff, and even, huh. Yeah, I'm going to think about this some more and chew on it as we go, because I think you really are on to something. And I don't think that any of that stuff is a, a coincidence oh, yeah. or that you're reaching. No, Wes, I mean, a dude, Wes definitely knew. Yeah, a dude who had uh, a master's degree in philosophy and literature, he, he definitely, he's thinking about those things. And he had five years between his movies to really put it into that script. So. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Now, you were talking earlier about how some of this carries the... Uh, destruction of the Titans. Yeah. Okay. Series so, plot line. Yeah. So the the war on the Titans. Um, Is that he, from Greek or Roman mythology? Uh, well, they, they, the the Romans took it from the Greeks. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I'm Check looking out spe- Amazing Spider-Man 134. True believers. Exactly. For the full backstory. <laughs> Man, what, somebody should make a version of mythology that references back to old mythology that just says like, check out. Yeah, this issue, true believer, dude. It's it's such an easy connection to make because like that's as a kid, I was always fascinated by yeah. any kind of mythology, any kind, Egyptian, especially Norse mythology. Yeah, but like Egyptian mythology, Roman and Greek, oh, all yeah. that stuff, because I, those were the comic books of yesterday. Yeah, when I, I was in Russia, I read a a, a book of Sa- Samoyed mythology, okay, which is like a, a a was a tribe within Russia back in the day. Like it was so foreign because it was so disconnected from other mythologies. Cool. Like I remember there was like a a toad with a silver liver or something. It was a very strange. And and you just realize when you read that stuff, people have always done drugs. (laughs) Yep, they sure have. (laughs) Um, So Titans. Oh yeah. So the Titans in this Saturn, as I said before, Freddy is he is a a Saturn. The representation. Representation and Cronus. Um, and Big Bob is the other Titan. Uh, hey, I don't, I couldn't find a connection specifically with the different Titan because I just didn't have time to get, sift through all the the different mythologies. Former sheriff, yeah, Big but Bob, exactly. He he's a big Titan here, and and Jupiter treats him that way. We get the scene where Jupiter has his long soliloquy I of like anger scene. and rage yeah. at Big Bob's decapitated head while he's it, eating his arm. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, dude, all that it's so stuff well acted like, too. I'm gonna eat your children's children's yeah. brains. Stick I'm your gonna, finger in my pie. I'm gonna watch your car rust. Like, yeah, dude, damn. Like, <laughs> like it's hardcore. It is. It's really badass. Like it's a lot of really fucked up. I, do, I wrote weird the whole lines, thing down so dude. we can get to it. Yeah, but, definitely. Um, um, but yeah, like they're the titans in this, and no, nothing can happen until they're gone. Right. Like the they can't take over as the gods because mm-hmm. they become the gods once Freddy's gone and Big Bob's gone. They're the gods of this world. They control the family. And in this case, too, Jupiter kills his father. He kills his father, just like yes, just like Zeus killing Cronus or you know Jupiter taking Which, over for Saturn. As a side note, I fucking love that scene. Yes, it's so, so brutal. Too. He like he just like 
comes in uh-huh. through that window, rips him down. Just yep. Fucking. Oh my god. And it's it's out of the blue yeah. too. You don't expect got, it. You got Big Bob and Fred, and they're talking in the gas station, and that's where you get Fred telling the whole story about yeah. like. We had me and my wife had a kid, and she was normal. Yeah. And then we had this other kid, and he was a monster. And he was twenty pounds. Come out covered in hair. Yeah, covered in hair, nearly tore her in half. Yeah. And then he burnt. He burnt down their house and killed the killed the daughter the girl and stuff. And, and he and uh, he hit him in the face with a tire iron and left him out in the desert to die. Yeah. Yeah. Like great. That's all. By the way, that's all so much like mythology. Oh, absolutely. Like so you, you hear that, and you're just like, yeah, this is this sounds like any myth that you would read it really does yeah oh i had an evil son mm-hmm. and i he killed my other and i son did this and, and this blah, and he yeah. overcame that and became more evil yeah yeah and then he yeah raised a family of his own blah 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 mm. but then it's like it's a weird beat because nothing ever comes back to it no because it's 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 big bob and fred and they're in the the gas station and there's like a bag of Something that oh, like it's, falls uh, over. It's like gold and jewels and and wallets and stuff that they've taken from people they've killed. And they is trade that what him. That is? Yeah, they trade him that stuff for food. Is that the deal? Mm-hmm. I did not pick up on that. Yeah. Funny. I didn't notice that. So I just thought it was really weird because yeah, like Big Bob is like, "What's that?" And Fred's like, "Oh, that's just." And then he yeah. gets fucking ripped out of that window. <laughs> Out of nowhere, and there's like the soundtrack is going crazy. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's and so you, sick. Like you have with him saying, "What's that?" There's like this setup that it's gonna be like, "Oh, it's like a whodunit sort of thing where Big Bob's trying to figure out the mystery and yeah. comes back and saves his family." But no, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> instead, it's uh, Fred gets his fucking head cracked, and then they torture Big Bob and yeah. set him on fire. So Jupiter kills. Uh, the representation of his own father, mm-hmm. Saturn, and Jupiter also kills Big Bob. Yeah, the father of the the other clan, the other group. The clash of the titans. Yeah, and sets him on fire in front of them. Like, the, uh, crucifies him, by the way, yeah. a Roman method of execution. Oh, shit. Yeah, and sets him on fire in front of them. Wow, yeah, Roman method yeah. of execution. Yeah, and really they is. mentioned twice pulling someone's lungs out, which is uh, interesting, because that's a that was a... The Viking method of, of yeah, execution. Yeah, yeah, your, your back open and, and pull your lungs pull out. Your your lungs out. What did yeah. they call that again? It's like the eagle or something? Yeah, it was like the something butterfly or something Which like that. Which is interesting because an association with Jupiter is the eagle. So, again, they're associated. Look at all this stuff. He, he knew what he was doing, this Wes Craven. You, you are just... Wes Craven still got shooters out right. here. Damn. I'm with you, boy. Regulate. Regulators, my own up. <laughs> that's really cool. That's that's cool insights into this because it's so easy just to look at this and be like, "Oh, it's a movie about a family gets terrorized by a bunch of backwards Campbells." That's yeah. it. Well, that's how the that's how the the remake comes across. Really. Yeah, yeah. And they don't the cannibals don't have any personality really. It's yeah. And speaking of personality for the killers and stuff too, that's that's something about this movie that I thought was really. Um, interesting especially for this time period of of horror movies because especially when you start thinking about all the all the slashers of yesteryear whether you're talking about a a jason Voorhees or mike myers you know the scary thing is is that you you never spend any time with them they're just a a faceless you know non-speaking enigma yeah that just exists to terrorize and stuff but this movie makes a point to have you spend time with the jupiter family I think he got that from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, I, it must yeah. have been because we got yeah. we got at least three scenes where we see 
how they act when they think no one's watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like not how they act while they're tormenting somebody mm-hmm. or whatever. Like that that scene in Texas Chainsaw where we have Leatherface uh-huh. who's just distraught about yeah. everything that's going on. Or the on. cook when he has Sally in the bag. Yeah. Or the hitchhiker when he's in the back of the van and yeah. gets upset that they don't want to buy his picture. Exactly. He's yeah. an artist, yeah. a sensitive artist. He is. <laughs> and in this movie, it spends a lot of time with the Jupiter family in their cave, just hanging out, and it even shows yeah. them communicating on the walkie-talkies and stuff. And they seem to love each other. How do they charge those walkie-talkies? I guess they're batteries. Probably batteries. Yeah, power. they probably steal batteries from people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it does go out of the way to show us that family dynamic, which I think is is interesting, especially in that era of horror films where, other than Texas Chainsaw, there wasn't really much of that. And it does go and show you that this isn't just nameless, senseless killers. It's like, this is family versus family. Yeah. This is tribe versus tribe, right? Yeah. Which I think is cool. I do too. I really enjoy that uh, element of it. And wish we could have seen the full version. The full version of Hills Have Eyes it will never be able to be released because yeah. a lot of that was destroyed after it was cut because it was a low-budget thing. They didn't have... Storing film is expensive, too. It's very expensive. Yeah, it's not like you just put it on a hard drive or whatever. Yeah. The kills and special effects in this movie, I think, are very effective and well done. Yes. Like, some pretty fucking disturbing stuff in this. The the part where Pluto gets his, uh, like... Achilles tendon Jesus cut by beast biting it yeah that that dog just chewing through his fucking yeah. and he like he even touches part of the separated yeah. tendon uh-huh. it's very 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 convincing it is and disgusting man there's some other goodness too again like we said dude getting um crucified he apparently got crucified to a Joshua tree which yeah. is a protected species yeah they that, just kind of had to. They set a Joshua tree on fire. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know about that. They just yeah. kind of had to wait around until nobody was around, and yeah. then they they set on fire, which you're not supposed to do. Yeah, you're also not supposed to start fires in the desert in the middle of summer. Not a good idea. <laughs> not a good idea at all, man. I think some of the best deaths in the movie um, come from that scene where we have Pluto and Mars, and they've invaded the RV. Yeah. And that whole scene with them in the RV, it's them and Ethel, the mom, uh-huh. and uh, Lynn and Brenda, Brenda yeah. and the baby. The baby, yeah. And there, there's kind of like that that short kind of implied rape scene. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. Because I know that Pluto doesn't rape her because right. Mars pulls him off of her. But then Mars gets on her. And I don't know. It is a sexual assault. Yeah, no sure, matter. sure, sure. I yeah, mean, yeah. Uh, d- debating whether or not penetration happened is is or kind that of that makes it rape. Yeah, yeah, it kind of unimportant, but it definitely like it. It seems to like I think he did a good job of making it last as long as it would last if you were the victim, where yeah. it seems to last so long. Wow, that's a good. Way but to if it. you you know you're paying attention to the cuts, the guys are running back to the trailer. And they're not far from it, and, yeah. and they get back to it. Like, so, how long that actually is, I don't know. But it is sexual assault for sure, yeah. and not not uh, not fun no. at all. And you got all that fucked up stuff happening where, like, Mars is he's he's on that ODB diet. He likes it raw. <laughs> he does like it raw. He'll he'll just rip a, a bird's head off and drink the blood. Just squoze on it a little bit. Yeah, like it was a, like it was a uh, just like a. Uh, he kind of has ODB teeth, too. Yeah, he does have some ODB <laughs> teeth. He does. 
and uh, he eats some raw meat and milk. He does. I think that's not kosher. Mm, no, you're not supposed to do that. Pretty sure it's not kosher. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, there's just that huge scene of hysteria inside that little tiny claustrophobic RV. The women are screaming. It's going crazy. Yeah, they get killed like quick too. It's not like torturous deaths for the mom and and Lynn. No, huh? It's like just shot bang dead like yeah like the the Lynn, mom gets shot lynn, lynn is able to shot. stab mars in the thigh which is yeah uh, plays into the rest of the movie but it, it really goes quick yeah it's kind of like what we said about the raft scene and the burning where it's just like suddenly in one scene you have multiple characters that die yeah usually in this, horror movies the pacing is one at a time you get picked off yeah because you, you got accentuate the kills yeah. yeah and i guess you know uh, Lynn dies on the spot. The mom just gets critically wounded. Yeah, she dies but then hours she does later. Die. Yeah. yeah, and becomes bait for a trap, which is really fucked up. Yeah, I mean, but they they play that well too. Yeah, they because do. the kids have to set that up, and they're playing it like this is really fucked up. Yeah, and, and not and not in the way they're like this is really fucked up, but like yeah. they're both devastated and crying. <laughs> yeah, that scene, man, inside of that RV where everything is just so claustrophobic and tight and yeah. everything looks just shitty and grubby because it's the, the music 70s is going RV. crazy yeah yeah I, I think that is an extremely extremely effective disturbing yeah. scene and those deaths happen so fast that it's it's kind of unbelievable yeah really 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 well done scene i loved it and even too man like even the what, what i like about that is after all that chaos and stuff you really get the fallout too of that uh-huh. whenever doug and bobby come back and like they realize that uh, you know Lynn is dead, Doug's wife Lynn mm-hmm. is dead. The mother is like critically wounded. The baby is gone. Yeah. But then also too, like Ethel is like out of her mind. Like she'd oh, already Brenda. she'd already seen uh, Big Bob all burnt, and she's like, "That's not my Bob." Oh yeah, Ethel. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and she's like, "Yeah, that's not my husband." And she's which already is exactly how it. you would expect someone to react. Yeah, like this isn't happening. They yeah. they do a good job of showing what seems like genuine grief. Yeah, like, I know. Real great job. Yeah. And then like, man, like when she's like, she wants another blanket put on her and yeah. she's like, where's Lynn? Is she sleeping? And Doug's like, yeah, yeah. She, she's sleeping. Like, Doug's he, a good man in this. And I know. In the remake, they make him slimy and oh, really? kind of undercuts. Well, that's the thing is like whenever he first busted on the scene in this movie, I wanted to really hate him because he's got this yeah, gross got pedo short shorts. And fucking, and yeah. Yeah. And I really wanted to not like him, but he turns out being yeah like a genuine good dude. Well, and you get like there, it seems almost immediately like there's some tension with Bob and Doug, which um, having a father-in-law who's former military, yeah, I know that that I know that feeling. Sure, uh, yeah. and it doesn't mean that he dislikes him. In the in the remake, there's a real severe dislike between them, mm-hmm. but in this, it just seems like tension. And I get that with my father-in-law all the time. It's not that he dislikes me. It's just that he's a military man. Like he yeah, yeah. Has They're this, hard like, ass. He's got this hard... Yeah. So, like, you step out of line a little bit and you get the... Mm, like, <laughs> And that's what happens with Bob. He opens the... Uh, uh, Doug closes the door on the camper. It's locked. And he's like, oh, sorry, Bob. Hope you have your key. And Bob's just like, hmm. Like... Yeah, but yeah. But then later, Bob trusts him to, you know, have a... To be the person to walk the other way and look for civilization, so... Right. The the remake really plays up them think him uh, Bob thinking that Doug is useless and things like that. But right they do a good job of building character in this, I think. Right on. I'm trying to think of some of the other kills and stuff in here. 
Um, well, good. you get you get uh, Mercury gets pushed off a cliff, so we don't really see anything. By the dog, yeah. The dog has his own story. It's yeah, beautiful and wonderful. We have Beauty and the Beast. Uh-huh. Those are the names of the dog. Yeah, yeah. Beauty gets killed Be- beautiful early. Beautiful shepherds. Oh my gosh, gorgeous. Uh, Beauty gets killed early, and the Beast goes out for vengeance for yeah. his lady. And fucking gets it too. And that's kind of the thing is like even the the dog's storyline, yeah, mimics the human storyline in the yeah. movie where it's like you kill the beauty, you unleash the beast, <laughs> yeah, which is exactly <laughs> exactly what happens. what happens exactly. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's that's what happens in the human storyline mm-hmm. too. So I think that's kind of a cool little sub dynamic. Yeah, like smart dog knows that a, a radio is going to be important. Yeah, he, back. he like you see his story. He he escapes the leash because he heard beauty. Uh, like yelping yeah escapes the leash he finds beauty's dead body mm-hmm. goes up kills the person who killed him <laughs> killed mm-hmm. her yeah takes the radio brings it back to the family off again to, with Doug he finds uh, shows Doug where the place is then goes back he's like I got some shit to I got do. shit to do yeah. goes back and kills Pluto <laughs> mauls his fucking throat <laughs> he's so badass I want to see another cut of this movie that is from the dog's perspective yeah. with narration like Milo and Otis. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. That's just their tale uh-huh. and like what they're seeing and experiencing and stuff. <laughs> I want that movie. Because uh, he, he like when he finds uh, he finds Beauty's body. Yeah. He starts howling uh-huh. and it cuts to Ruby who is eating Beauty. Oh, yeah. What's the matter? Ain't and dog she, ain't good enough for you anymore? She hears the howling as she starts spinning the, the food out. And she says it's the ghost of the dog. Yeah, yeah. And it's like like just this real haunting sort of like, I'm going to get your ass. Mm-hmm. She Ruby ends up surviving um, because she doesn't do anything wrong, technically, I guess, mm. except eating beauty. But she spits that out. Um but yeah, like the beast story is so interesting. We don't it's even cool. get resolution at the end. We don't no. know what happens with him. No, actually, no, you don't. The huh. end is. We'll get to that in a little bit. The end's <laughs> so great. Yeah, abrupt. Uh huh. Quite abrupt. Uh, I can't remember. Any- oh, um, yeah, when they kill um, Jupiter. Yeah. Uh, they you know, oh, they yeah. shoot him a couple times, hit him with the axe a couple times. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I like that, that they, they set like the R V trap uh-huh. with the striking the matches and stuff. I like stuff. that it was Pretty Brenda's cool. idea too. Yeah, no doubt. She se- she seemed kinda useless a lot. She came yeah, she was kept like screaming and stuff and then like yeah. she was he was gonna light a tire on fire hoping that Their the military would see it or, see it or, or whatever, something. Yeah. And she she he was like, You got a genius idea or whatever and she does. She yeah. does. She's like, let's set this trap, set this trap, etc. Yeah. And it works. Knows what she's doing. Really good. They hit old Jupiter with that snare trap. Uh-huh. They use dead mom as bait. The old Gosh. dead mom as bait thing. We all know that That's one. It's real fucked up and weird. It is. But, hey, you never know what you would do to survive. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, they snare him. They drag him back. Then the car, like runs out of gas or whatever which it shouldn't have run out of gas well they know they show a scene where pluto uh, siphons siphons the the gas gas. that's right that's right yeah i forgot about that and um yeah they they think that the trailer's blown up and killed them but then they have to shoot them which it's all very like quick and violent like a lot of the the violence in this movie is just so raw and jarring and abrupt and Mm -hmm. just dumb and brutal yeah Super ex- effective, if you ask me. Very effective. Um, so yeah, there's. I mean, the only other kill then is uh, 
Mars being killed by Doug, which is the end of the movie. Well, killed by Doug and Ruby. Yeah, she puts that snack on him. The snake wasn't planned. Really? <laughs> yeah. Now there was the tarantula scene. The tarantula oh. they found on the side of the road, and they were like, hey, we could do this. And they didn't actually kill the tarantula, so no, okay. no worries That's out good. there. That's good. Uh, the snake was not planned, but they had a, an animal wrangler on the set when they found the snake, and he was like, well, I mean, you know, we could use this. Uh, so wow. like he taught Ruby how to hold the snake. Jesus. Yeah. That's pretty dope. Really cool. Yeah. So she hits him with the snake and then, yeah, Doug, like, dude, what the, the just stabbing, stabbing scene. Just stabbing over and, and, and over. And you see the knife, brutal. like, hitting, I mean, sure, it's like a retractable right. blade, but it's like, it's brutal. Yeah. He's like going totally ferocious and just plumb ape shit. Yeah. And then it's like you almost see this realization on his face where he's like, I've become just like them. And then the uh, end. The end. Yeah. Shit. It's so good. It's pretty dope. I don't remember the movie ending that way. Like, I saw this movie br- years the ago. Original I say I, years. Probably two or three years ago. The original idea for the ending was that they the, show the family get back together. But they decided to just cut right there. Like, it was a best way to end i don't think it would be better if it showed them getting back together no i, don't I really don't you just have like what like happy music and then the yeah end. and ruby's part of the family now or whatever right yeah <laughs> i like it better that this guy who thinks he comes from such a sophisticated tribe just breaks down and goes total animal on right. this guy and murders him it seems to realize what he's done and then red cut the end yeah i think that's pretty cool personally um we have to talk about the fact that they didn't have stunt doubles they didn't? Nope. Everything Tight. you see happening is the actors. And I that is thought about dangerous that. as shit. It's just them climbing around on rocks and ledges and stuff and running Doing like falls. full speed, falling. Yeah. Dogs ravaging you. Yeah. Holy shit. Crazy. I hadn't even com- I haven't even thought about that. But yeah, there's no cuts where you can be like, oh yeah, it's a stunt man. Nope. How funny. Low the only budget, one, man. The only one that kind of looks like it is when, uh, with Mars, but that's just because he's wearing a bad wig. <laughs> Mars, yeah. <laughs> he's got the, he's got the teeth, and he's got like this weird like helmet wig on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah not the not the greatest hair no. appliance. Um, that's cool. I had not thought about that. We let's, we should talk about the Fred speech because, or not the Fred speech, but the uh, Jupiter speech. Jupiter speech. Because this is the closest a horror movie I've ever seen has gotten to Shakespeare. Ooh. Um, so he is eating Big Bob's arm. Yeah. And talking to Big Bob's decapitated head. After he's destroyed the other head of this other family. Right. And he says, your dog made sport of my blood, you pig. I'm going to kill your kids for that. You come out here and stick your life in my face? Stick your finger in my pie? That was a bad mistake. I thought you were smart and tough. You're stupid. You're nothing. Cold. I'm going to watch your goddamn car rust out. That's badass. Yes, I will. I'll see the wind blow your dried up seeds away. I'll eat the heart of your stinking memory. That, that eat, is cold. I'll eat the brains of your kids' kids. I'm in. You're out. Fucking I'll see you at SummerSlam. Exactly. Macho man. <laughs> 
I mean, that would be the sickest wrestling promo really of would. all time. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> then, cut, cut, to promo. cut to Mean Gene Okerlund. Harsh words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is basically an Ultimate Warrior promo. It really is. <laughs> like, if it had some snarling and heavy breathing <sighs> in it. The warriors <laughs> who rise up. I'll watch your car rust. <laughs> Jesus. That's dope. That I it like really that. is. I'll eat the brains of your kids' kids. And the fact that he's giving this speech to a person who's already dead. Yeah, who he's already killed. Is hyper badass. But that line, I'm in, you're out, is what made me realize Big Bob was one of the Titans, too. I dig like it. That, that's what he was He was saying. We've, uh, we've killed the Titans. We rule now. That's awesome. That's really cool. I had a hard time understanding... A lot of the yeah, dialogue. I had subtitles on, and the subtitles were wrong a lot of the times. Because I, I, I didn't have subtitles on when I was watching. Because yeah. it, it, it's so, like... It's mumbly, yeah. and it's dark. Pluto, at one point, calls the dog a piss licker, I think, but I couldn't... I like the, no the subtitles just didn't even say anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, I don't know what he just yeah, said. I got nothing. Yeah, like, so much of it is... Yeah, I you know they didn't have the highest quality equipment. It's a low Probably budget, not. and a lot of it was so dark uh-huh. too, like super dark. Which yeah, you you get out cool. in that desert. Yeah, no light, no ambient light for miles and miles. And it's miles. dark as the inside of a dog out there. That's yeah, true, as my pillhead nana used to say. <laughs> but like, there's a lot of scenes, like even the scenes of um, uh, Mercury. Up on at his watch post, wearing his yeah, you can't even see what he looks like really. Yeah, it's like I had a hard time telling what was happening. That was the producer, Peter something. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, he wanted to be there for like five seconds. Yeah, he did like five seconds worth of of shooting. Yeah, I definitely had a hard time catching a lot of the dialogue in this. Yeah, subtitles and cranking up that brightness would be recommended. Well, you get you get. You get brightness in the remake. There's a lot more. It's a lot more visible. Tell me about that remake. I, I've never seen it. Alexander Aja, who directed High Tension. Listen to our High Tension episode. Yeah, right check that out. Uh-huh. Um, he's part of that new French extremity. They're so extreme uh-huh. over there. Oh, man. They're getting way extreme. You're watching the X Games. They're doing 900s. Oh, my God. 900s. Extreme Doritos. Uh-huh. Uh, pouches. Uh-huh. Yeah, Mountain Dew. Backwards caps. Um... Yes, I've read that. A surge, a surge. They're surge. drinking surge. Um, so it is the X Men. <laughs> Back up. <laughs> well, in the nineties, the, those X Men characters that were coming out. Those, I mean, they had one named Extreme. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah, That's right. It was Extreme, the lamest yeah. fucking character. <laughs> His power was the nineties. I think. Nineties. <laughs> I'm powered by the nineties. Ninety nine <laughs> comes around. He's like. What am I gonna do for a job Extreme, next year, dude? That's awesome. Um, okay, so the remake is yeah. it like roughly the same movie? It's uh, almost entirely the same movie, except eliminate the other side of the movie hmm. because the the redneck, uh, you know, uh, cannibal family. Yeah, most of them don't talk. Most of them are more like mutated looking. Yes, they're like, all mutated. In this movie, there's kind of this subtext of, oh, out here in the desert, it's a government nuclear test site. Yeah. But I, I got the impression, I may be wrong, in the remake, that it's like 
it made these hill folk all deformed yes. and monstrous and shit. Yeah, that's what they go for. And there, there's not really that story of Papa Jupiter, etc. Okay. Um, Mama June talks. Ruby says some things. And then there is a, a creature in a wheelchair that... It, the thing is, though, the creature design is really good. Yeah. Um, the stills I saw looked really fucking weird. Yeah. Like and, dang, dang Clive Barker kind of designs. Yeah. And it, it is real. It's it's brutal in a in a, an interesting, viewable way, for sure. Is but it more political? It is. There's more of this, like, uh, Doug is a useless liberal. Okay. And Big Bob is a gun-toting conservative. I saw some like scenes in maybe like a clip reel or something that where it looked like somebody got like impaled with an American flag, yeah, and stuff like that. This, I think that's like the very... second one. That's the uh, the second one because the okay. second one, uh, they're soldiers that are doing exercises basically in that oh, area, okay. and then yeah. they end up. Um, but uh, yeah, I would say the message of the first one is that uh, if if uh, if these Pussy liberals. Snowflakes. I put that in quotes. Uh, these snowflakes get put into a situation. They're going to wish they had a gun. <laughs> uh, that Those was, Frenchies. Yeah, the French. Um, so yeah, it, it undercuts a lot. But again, I still think it's a, a worthwhile horror movie. Is it brutal? It's real brutal. It's real gross at times. And the rape scene is terrible. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, like, is, not, is even that ramped it's up worse. and stuff? Uh, it's not cool. But uh, everything else is is added to, and the they make Ruby. Have you seen Don't Look Now with Donald Sutherland? No, but I've always wanted to. Oh, check that out. It's it dope. There, uh, Ruby is a reference to. Oh, Don't Look Now in there, and like there, there it's it's got horror movie roots to it for sure, and um, you know, the there's a lot more development of since they they're not developing the the cannibal family there's a lot more develop of development of the the struck the stranded family okay uh and so there's a real like a weird relationship thing going on between brenda and doug which you can actually see where they pulled that out of because mm. whenever doug comes back in this movie yeah uh the first person to run up to him and hug him is brenda yeah i noticed that uh but which uh, doesn't seem odd to me. It's like you know the little sister of of your wife. She likes you, mm-hmm. and she's like happy to see you. Mm-hmm. Cool, but I can see how you could turn that into yeah, a weird yeah, like yeah. what's going on with them situation, and that's what they do in that. That's cool. And uh, Bobby is less because in this Bobby is like this sensitive, but he's like capable, but he's more sensitive. He doesn't, you know, he's really broken up about beauty dying. He doesn't want to tell the family because he doesn't know how to do it. When he does, he breaks it down into tears. Bobby in the, the remake, he's younger and he does like, he does end up in that situation, but it's because he thinks that he's a badass like his dad, but he he fails at being that badass. Okay. So there's, there's, that sounds okay. Yeah. There's a lot more dynamic going on with that family. I, I dislike that they cut out the the whole interesting development of the cannibal family, but it's still a good movie. I think that in this movie, if you watch this and you watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yeah, I think that it's very easy to see where Rob Zombie got basically every everything. idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean everything. Well, everything is yeah, right there until you get to Lords of Salem, which is more like say uh, Wicker Man and stuff like that. He takes from yeah. those, yeah. 
even in this movie, there's uh, well, like in in Fred's, um, you know, kind of big monologue and stuff. Uh-huh. He mentions that you know that devil boy grew up to be mm-hmm. a devil man. Yeah, and there's like a white zombie song called Devil uh-huh. Man, um, which you know what it it makes me appreciate a lot more of the early like white zombie and Rob Zombie stuff. Yeah, just to know that it's like he's such a fucking nerd about these seventies horror flicks. Yeah, just like we are. Yeah, that it he's... makes me, like appreciate that more. Yeah, and just realize that he's just a fucking nerd like the rest of us. I, I, think, I think he's cool. I um I was talking with Brandon Suttles, old B Suttles, B Suttles at uh, at Kate's birthday party. Yeah, yeah. Uh, about how if Rob Zombie were to take on more films written by other people, yeah, people might l- begin to respect his work more because he does have a good aesthetic and yeah. he knows horror. Oh yeah, but a lot of his ideas that he comes up with are just yeah. very recycled. And, yeah, and the <laughs> dialogue is often terrible and just fuck every other word basically yeah and every character sounds the same and he puts his wife in the movies he does he puts sherry man zombie and everything she shouldn't she shouldn't act (laughs) she man i think she's gotten better i I don't know that i don't know that i ever want to see her as the the main person in a movie that much though because yeah I don't know though. Lords of Salem, I think she did a good job, even though it's not a great movie. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I got a huge impression while I was watching this. I was like, damn, this is seriously like yeah. every Rob Zombie <laughs> idea. This yeah. and TCM and, and some like sci fi stuff. Those things in a blender, you get a little Rob Zombie action. It's a cool movie. It is. It's a cool flick, and I like that it has. Uh, again, all this time that we spend both with the civilized and the uncivilized, so you can see that they're not really that different. You know, it's like you, I think on the surface level, you're supposed to be thinking, oh, wow, you know, there's these savages and here's this modern civilized family. They're so different. But then at the end of the day, when it comes down to matters of survival, we're really not. And we'll all just become animals just to survive. I think you're talking about the plot of Pocahontas. I mean, that's essentially... Savages, savages, barely even human. <laughs> oh, shit. Because, <laughs> you know, it's like you, you see the uh, the Jupiter family doing all this fucked up, heinous stuff, but it's like, ultimately, it's because they live out in the middle of the desert, and that's what they have to yeah, do to survive. that's what they have to do to survive, yeah. Yeah, it's, and it's like when survival is the bottom line, all values are off the table. They really are. I mean, yeah. yeah if, if if it's down to just that, I mean, how can you blame someone for eating another human if they have to do it to survive? Yeah. I mean, it sucks. Oh, well, we've already covered. We're probably delicious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I taste like cheap vodka and you taste like <laughs> garbage, garbage and condoms. <laughs> Steve, what's your what's your final thoughts and overall okay. ratings of um, this flick here? All right. So. The low budget hurts this because it is so uh, intensely dark yeah. and so uh, mumbly at times. Yeah, some crappy sound. Um, but that you can say that adds to the charm. That's true. And that doesn't carry over into the acting. We're talking about actors who aren't mm. extremely experienced, a lot of them. Mm. But they still do great. I think Bobby's the weakest actor. Bobby is the weakest actor, yeah. yeah. I think so too. Yeah. But honestly, He's, everybody else does a pretty good job. Everybody does a pretty good job. Everybody really gets into the role. You can tell that like they're into this movie. 
Uh, despite the fact yeah. they're working on 170 degree weather, uh-huh. they shouldn't be having a good time. No. But if you, you read, you listen to the interviews, they were having a good time. They Apparently were enjoying so. it. They were all enjoying themselves. And that comes through in a movie. And we forgot to mention, who plays um, Ethel? Uh, oh. Damn it. She's a legend. She's been yeah. in a million things. She's the yeah. landlady in the House of the Devil. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, gosh, can I can't remember her name. Remember I meant to write it name. down. But yeah, she's the landlady in House of the Devil. Yeah, she's hugely important. Mm-hmm. Go go, go ahead and keep covering. I'm going to look this up here. Okay. Um, so it has it has slight quality issues. Yeah. Uh, stellar script by Wes Craven. Yeah. Extremely well directed by Wes Craven. Um, I really like the spirit of it because they, just like with the, you know, last house on the left, they didn't have all the permits, maybe. Yeah. And maybe they didn't exactly know how big that explosion at the end was going to be. <laughs> so D. Wallace. D. Wallace. D. Wallace. Yeah. So um, it, it has that realness and rawness to it that totally. I really like with a horror movie. But I just, I don't know that we need to ever see another brutal sexual assault scene in a movie. Mm, okay. I don't know what yeah. the reason for it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, I mean, you know, maybe if it's directed and written by a woman who's, uh, showing an experience that's personal to her, mm-hmm. then that, that's, there's some artistry to that. Yeah. But if you're just using, uh, rape as a way to make people feel like, oh, that poor girl. Yeah. I can, I can understand what you're saying because that is, uh, I don't know. I guess you could say it's an easy way to, to freak people out. Yeah, it is. Um, but, you know, there are movies, uh, say, a movie like Bound to Vengeance, which is a rape revenge story, mm-hmm. uh, where you don't see the rape, but you know it happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that works. Yeah. I mean, because like, you, can't, you can't eliminate rape as a possibility in a horror movie, because it is horrific. Yeah. And it does need to be addressed. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think we need to see, to see it. Yeah. Uh, a slobbery mess of a man yeah. uh, holding down a, a small woman and, and forcing her to have sex. Like, right. what is the what is the point of that for for anyone? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But again, uh, as, as we said, or as I said about the, its connection to seventies porn, and also, uh, you know, because we're dealing with mythology. In this, there's a lot of rape. There's in a lot mythology. of rape in mythology, a yeah. whole lot, and and Mars, uh, you know, <laughs> he's right up there. Ares, <laughs> Mars, uh, those those warmongering, they be raping. They they're they're into that. Yeah. So, I, I can't fault it too much for that, but it's not great. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I think this is just a great horror movie. Though. Yeah. It's it it had been affected by Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But it's so different that until you start pointing out the connections, I think most people don't think of them. Mm-hmm. It's just not something you think of. You don't think like, oh, this is like Texas Chainsaw Massacre until you start being like, oh, because the family gets stranded, you know, the gas issue, et cetera. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, so, and then it's it's hugely uh, influential Definitely. on movies that followed. So, yeah. it, it is a classic. For me, this movie is... Gosh, I'm 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 vacillating between eight and a half and and a nine. Yeah, it's eight point wow. seven five. Strong. Yeah, strong. I, I think I think it really 
And it, for me, it's not as hard to watch as, say, Maniac or something. Yeah, which is just grubby. Yeah. Just grimy. Yeah. So I'm going to say 8.75. What do you think, Ben? I can go with that. Yeah, I can go with that. Because, yeah, you're right. It's like it is... Um, it does have some of that 70s scum yeah. that movies like Maniac and movies like Texas Chainsaw have, mm-hmm. which is something that is sorely lacking from so many modern horror movies where everything has some weird filter on it. Everything's and bright. Yeah, spazzy jump Everybody's too stuff. attractive. Yeah, exactly. Like, this movie is very real life and, again, just grubby, which yeah. is something that I really dig about a lot of these mid-late 70s horror and exploitation Mm. flicks is it just seems so fly on the wall. Uh, There's so many parts in in Texas Chainsaw that you just feel like you're watching a documentary. And like Maniac just feels like you gave a literal lunatic a camera and told Mm -hmm. him to make your ideal movie. What's a day in the life of you about? You know? (laughs) And I really enjoy that. I think that that's a layer of um, grossness that's missing from so many movies Mm-hmm. today that I really like. But at the same time, it's like, it's not just that. It's that there are some really good performances in here. Mm-hmm. Especially for Fred. Mm-hmm. He's really, really fantastic in this. Yeah. Uh, Doug does a great job. Jupiter does a Jupiter's great job. Great, yeah. I meant to mention, too, I love Jupiter's face makeup of his like split hot dog yeah. nose where he got beat oh. up with a tire iron and stuff. You know, sick. What, you know what... Uh, that was inspired by his look is inspired by the Degoya painting of Saturn devouring his, his children. Son. Yeah. 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 That, yeah. that painting is, uh, horrifying yeah. to look at. Yes. Yeah. Among he... my least favorite paintings to look at, <laughs> it is terrifying. Yeah. Goya apparently did that while he was meant. His brain was just falling apart. Apparently, man, I love Goya. Yeah. I was, yeah. Awesome shit. Saw some of his prints at, uh, the Getty Museum in oh, yeah. LA and gosh, just so great. So That's intricate, sick, amazing stuff. That's cool. So yeah, there's a lot to love here. And then especially too, when, like you said, you get into this, this subtext, these mytho- mythological and Visigoth sacking the Romans mm-hmm. kind of thing that you're talking about. That's dope. Mm-hmm. That makes me appreciate this movie even more than I did. I, I thought that I liked this movie. Okay. Really dig this flick. Sweet. Some great deaths, some very memorable characters, some mm-hmm. good performances and stuff. Soundtrack stuff is cool. There's a few 70s porn soundtrack signing parts, like <laughs> 70s are. cop show signing parts. Uh-huh. But a lot of the other soundtrack stuff is cool. Just weird synthesizer 70s stuff that mm-hmm. I dig. Yeah, uh, an enjoyable watch. Hugely influential. I think it's an important piece of horror history to watch. So I think if you're a horror fan, you should just watch it, period. Uh, I think I'm, I'm going to rate it a little lower than you. You do it. Go for it. I'm a seven and a half of some bitch. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Definitely dug it. Watch it. I'm going to watch that remake and see what it's about, too. You know what I dig? What you dig? I dig Doug. Yeah? Yeah. Remember dig the Doug. commercials for Doug? The Doug Funny? The, the yeah? On, I don't remember uh, those The Nickelodeon? Or... Well, oh, I remember man. the cartoon. I don't remember the commercials. Wow. They had a commercial. Do, 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 I dig You got a favorite beat song? <laughs> I don't. I like. But I have a, fa- I have a favorite uh, uh, Skeeter. Yeah? Yeah. Skeet, skeet. No hands. <laughs> <laughs> Windows to the walls. <laughs> skeet, skeet. I like I Need More Allowance. Wow. I Need More Allowance. <laughs> You remember that? That was one. a great fucking show. Hell yeah. Uh-huh. Steve, are we going to be covering 
a great movie next week. No, we're not. But are we are sure? going to be covering a movie. Which movie? I know what you did last summer, Ben. <laughs> I'm so excited to watch this. Yeah. I don't... I know that I've watched it, but it might have been while I was doing some heavy making out. Ooh, getting all makey outy. Real makey outy, mm. dude. So I don't know that I've ever watched this with my full attention. But as we'll know from like our urban legend episode and uh-huh. stuff. Final destination, maybe. I have just a hard on for anything that happened when I was a teenager. <laughs> and I'll give anything a free pass. It's like, oh, you're, fr- you're from my 13 to 17 year old age range. Plus five to your points rating. Plus five. Yeah, so it's like if this was really a two, it's getting a seven. All right. I'm excited to watch it. I think it's probably going to be a piece of shit. It's terrible. You've already watched I've it. I've watched it to prepare for next week, yeah. Yes. It's real bad. I can't wait. <laughs> well, Steve, where can they find us in the meantime? Uh, at Dead Lovely Pod on the Instagrudles yeah. and the Twoodles. Uh-huh. Uh, we got the Dead and Lovely Horror fan page on Facebook. Which has been... It's Mick so popping lately. It's so fun. Yeah, I have really enjoyed great. interacting with you guys. Thanks for all the posts and stuff you guys put up. I've mm-hmm. been stoked to see people sharing their their brews of choice. Yeah, lately I that's too. definitely a great thing. We've made some new friends and stuff over there recently as well. So thank you guys so much for um, tuning in and chatting with us. You can also email us. Yeah, drop at dead and lovely pod at gmail dot com. And guess what? What got an email recently? I just wanted to. I wanted to uh, address what Steph Boychuk says in it. Uh, Let's hear about it, Steph. She says that uh, in uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, yeah, uh-huh. the hair that Dracula has mm-hmm. when he meets um, Keanu Reeves' character, Jonathan Harker. Yeah, the big kabuki hair he's got. Yeah, yeah. it's a but, representation but of his erect penis. And then the Keanu Reeves' hair is all floppy bowl cut type yeah like he's flaccid his like, hair's down yeah dracula's hair's up i didn't think about that but i mean that that that's absolutely what it is well now that like you're he's the, out. he's the sexual conqueror and then keanu reeves is just oh, well my, and my it, it's all a fallacy in a sense because we know that vampires being undead can't get boners they can't get boners. so they have to do hair boners yeah and we know also that keanu reeves is neo and he can make it go up and down if he wants yeah, there is no boner. Erect. Flaccid. Erect. Flaccid. <laughs> I know Kung Poon. <laughs> you, you guys can follow me on Instagram at Ben Eller Guitars. Mm-hmm. All one word. Uh, at Steven Spratling. Hello. At Steven Spratling. There you are. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Be sure to rate and review on iTunes. It only takes a second of your life, but it means... A lot to us. It does. It means the world. Thanks so much. Steven, I hope you enjoy the rest of your birthday night. I will. Why don't you just get over why don't you just get them pants off? All right. Why don't you just go Woo, ahead and buddy. shake them things down here? Shake it off. Shake it off. Yeah, shake your pants off. <laughs> Happy birthday to Mr. Steven. Oh. oh. Hey. It's getting sexy in here. We gotta go. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>